Hey, everybody. Big deadline this weekend. Let's get straight into it. I'm Steve Geisler. I'm Cece. This is the Foul Territory Podcast, by the way, because I don't think Steve said it. They all know. I'm, I'm Sean. Raj. Good to be back. I'm Raj, known as Lucky Duke uh, by In the Stands. <laughs> <laughs> and like Steve said, deadline, big week. Let's get right into it. Opening remark. Anyone have any opening thoughts on the trade deadline? Uh, I mean, I guess you could start with their own teams. I am mediocre, kind of happy, kind of fine with the Mets. What you guys? I'm. You want to, oh, go ahead. Slightly below mediocre. Okay. I'm. I'm like a little bit. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It's like uh, Jared Robbins said this. It's it's like every every other all of your siblings got an N64. For Christmas, and we got a Nerf gun. A Nerf gun's great. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted an N64, so it's okay. Kyle Schwarber is very, very good, but that's it. So, <laughs> isn't he hurt right now too? Yeah, yeah he's coming back. He's coming back very soon, though. So, sorry. Okay. Yankee fans. Yankee, Yankee, Yankee fans. I was waiting for Steve to lead off. No, I'm, I want to I wanna finish it off. Don't worry. You go first. <laughs> Very generous of you. Uh, I'm happy with what the Yankees did. I mean, we've been talking about pretty much all season that we need left-handed bats, left-handed bats, and we got two of the better ones that were available on the market. Joey Gallo, who we've talked – I've been on the Joey Gallo to the Yankee train since, like, 2017. I think his swing is perfect for that stadium. Very excited to see what he can do there, and we got him for another year after this. So it's not just a this-year move. Rizzo is though he's only under contract for another two months and we're not paying him anything and now we have an elite first baseman and we were starting Chris Gittens a few weeks ago so I can't complain as a Yankee fan yeah I, I'm kind of agreeing this was definitely Cashman did his job what he failed to do in the offseason he managed to make up for the trade deadline one thing I kind of wish is adding a few more relief arms uh but uh I'm not going to complain too much because you're right. One, we got Joey Gallo, who Sean is right. He's been on that train for a while. He's been telling me for years now. And uh, and listen, Rizzo came out of nowhere, but I like to pick. I like to pick up. So I'm And he's making an impact right away. He had two home runs in two games. Exactly. So did two Danny games, two home Dan. runs. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> all right so should we start off with the biggest move i think the trade deadline's ever seen is that true no it must have been bigger in recent memory yeah it's in memory but i mean trey turner and max scherzer is insane also I mean, trey turner i mean plus trey turner max scherzer heading to the la dodgers the super team of the nl west fuck them i hate them mlb at the mlb yeah good point in return, they give away Kiebert Ruiz, the number five, their fifth best prospect, or 26th in baseball, and Josiah Gray, their best prospect, 41st best in baseball. Yeah, those those numbers don't line up because I got the numbers from two different websites. But okay, I right. think Kybert's above Josiah in the ranking I saw. Um, I MLB.com's ranking, don't go by that because they don't update it. Oh, okay. So, and Kybert hasn't had a great year, and Gray has. So, Gray okay. is probably better, but it's close. 
Donovan Casey, outfielder, he's not much. And then Gerardo Carrillo, their 15th best prospect. Now, I mean, we can get it. Actually, we are getting at the best move, so, so we can talk about it now. I mean, I love valuing prospects, but Trey Turner and Max Scherzer is worth that. Yeah, like absolutely. that's not that's not it's not even like I I don't even view Scherzer as a rental because I think they're re-signing him a hundred percent. I think they're just going to take yes, they're just going to take the Bauer money that they have that is probably going to get go back to them, and they'll just use that on Scherzer. And then what's Turner's this year and next year? Yeah, he has another year of control after so, this. And then all, all this does, in my opinion, in terms of their long-term plans, is now Corey Seager is totally expendable. Right. And Kevin Lux just, doesn't have to start at shortstop next year. Now you have another option going forward. I yeah, mean, I think – yeah, it's – It's mean, outrageous. Not, not even to mention Chris Taylor, who's one of their best players this year. Yep. You also got a feel for the Padres, who, from what it sounds like, were almost – Closing a deal, like, close the deal. very close. And no. Dodgers last minute were like, Hey, let me drop my dick on you real quick and yeah. steal you guys. From what I heard, Scherzer turned our veto to Padres. Another new development that came out a few hours ago only there was another accepted trade to send Scherzer to an AL East team, and he rejected it and didn't want to go there. Um, the report it seemed to be insinuating that it was Tampa. Oh, okay. I was thinking that seemed, was that before Barrios or after? I think it will have to be before because Scherzer was traded before Barrios. Right. Okay. So yeah. So uh, actually, it could be Toronto too. Now that I think about it, so it was one. I, I don't think it was the Red Sox or Yankees because I think they would have said it. Mm-hmm. I also think the Scherzer already said he was fine going to Boston, so if it was the Red Sox, he would be there. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's Tampa, but it could also be Toronto. That's that's crazy that he actually used his no trade clause, which you don't see much. Anymore. No, yeah, especially to winners like the Padres. Like, I wonder what he had a problem with. San Diego's a nice place. Like, you're only there for half a year. Who cares? But I just think after this trade, you have to have the Dodgers as favorites to win win it all now. Oh yeah, I have Dodgers to win the all time bracket tournament if they did mlb.com does one of those things this is the yeah. craziest team i've ever seen do uh do they have the updated odds on world series um yeah, dodgers went from like being the favorite look them up. and being a little closer to the other teams to oh they're far and away the favorite i mean i don't want to let's not be like not like i'm trying uh, casuals about this it's right. not a lock like no, AS, no. sports news was acting like it's a lock as of today they're in the wild card game and would have to face most likely you Darvish in the wild card game. So that's not a lock whatsoever. No, it's not. There's still and 60 then, games to have that division decided. And again, that team is just stacked. Okay. I have them. Um, the Dodgers are plus 300. Astros are plus 450. So I would take Dodgers plus 300 personally. Yeah. The Mets are, what was that? Sixth? One, two, three, four, five, six. Mets are ahead of the Red Sox in this. They should. They should be. Red Sox are. I don't want to say free falling, but they're they're in a bit of a rough patch. Okay. Which is not this is not the time of year you want to be in a bit of a rough patch. So right. I mean that's surprisingly, I assume that the odds would be a lot higher than that. But I agree. I mean it's baseball. So adding stars does not equal an automatic chip like it does maybe in basketball more so. But it's still I mean, I, this is just unprecedented territory like we were talking about. Like this is super teams in baseball are so hard to build because one 
no one spends money like the Dodgers do ever. And two, just having that farm system to give up prospects, like the fact that they have those guys in the first place is just nuts. Uh, but you got to tip your cap, I guess, at the end of the day. But we'll see how it goes. I think they're, they're going to have a lot of enemies more so than they did last year after they already won it. That was the first time. Everyone kind of was like, all right, they got screwed over by the Astros. Now I think they're turning into that enemy team that everyone hates. Also, Ooh. just I didn't know that Cody Bellinger's really bad this year. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. having a terrible season. He's insanely bad. Like, his negative war. He's yeah. that bad. It's insane. Really? He has, he's got, like, lingering injuries, correct? I think so. Um, I think he's altered his swing a little bit. I honestly think post-2018, or what was his MVP year? 19. Post-2019, I don't – he just doesn't look right. He had a hairline fracture in his left leg and a hamstring strain. I think it's more the hamstring, to be honest. Okay. Because I, I don't know how much a fractured leg lingers. I feel like that's something you get over and you're over. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've never fractured a leg, so I don't know. Just to keep the conversation going about best moves, I think – the Turner and Scherzer move is certainly like th- there were two moves that I saw that were like far and away like these two teams now jumped ahead of as far as who's like a legit contender. I think the Dodgers are now they have to be far and away the favorite after this. And I think in the AL, the uh, Craig Kimbrell move just makes the White Sox even more of a force there. And I think they just jumped ahead of a bunch of teams in the AL. Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't love I don't want to say overpay, but getting those high end bullpen guys and there's so many lesser known bullpen guys you could pick up for depth I don't hate getting Craig Kimball giving up Nick Madrigal is tough they don't need him I mean they do have a need at second base but he's hurt so whatever he was kind of expendable but damn I don't know getting those high-end bullpen guys it's great like it hypes up the team you could see how the Mariners are so pissed losing their high-end guy but it's also – it's give and take. And they also lost uh, Cody Hewer, correct, which is – Yeah, he was the guy who went to the Cubs. He's got talent yeah. as well. So you got to respect the Cubs for that return, but it makes sense to the White Sox as well, I'd say. But like, the White Sox right now, like, you better hope you score on them before you get to the eighth inning because eighth, ninth, I would put, you know, Hendricks, yeah. Kimbrell. Like, Kimbrell is ridiculous. They have two top-flight closers in the yeah. back end. And they have the two best starters – arguably in the AL at the moment, Lynn and Rodon. Yeah. I don't know. I think they have, like, they have the right build for a championship team. They have the really good one-two punch at starting pitcher up at the top. They have two really good guys in the back end. And they have a nice balance of, like, guys they've developed on the offensive side, like Anderson and Moncada and Abreu. And then they also have signed a bunch of free agents along the way. And I just think that kind of the build of this team is most conducive for a championship run. And especially after the Kimbrel move, that helps a ton. Yeah, I like that takes. First disagreement of the day right here. I hated that move. Oh. I think I don't – if you're the White Sox, I think that you're still – I think the White Sox are actually in the same place the Red Sox are. I think they're both building towards getting this really good uh, depth, depth-filled depth roster, mm-hmm. and they're going to be very, very good future in the future. Nick Madrigal is arguably – I would say possible of going to like five, six all-star games in his career. And you just gave him up for half for 60 games of Craig Kimbrell, who, by the way, last time we saw him in the playoffs, let up a run every single outing that he had. We've seen him in the playoffs. He sucks. He's terrible in the playoffs. And you already have Hendricks and you already have crochet. You already have Kopech. 
I did not like that move whatsoever, and it was a massive overpay. Going off of that, a move I really did like, and I think that's the kind of move that the White Sox should have made, the Blue Jays got Brad Hand for their 20th best prospect. Is Brad Hand, I know Kimbrell's better than Brad Hand, but I don't think the gap is as much between Nick Madrigal and Hoyer and the 20th best prospect. Uh, I mean, Brad Hand's, I, there's a decent margin this year. I mean, whenever you go for, I mean, just for one thing is Kimbrell is not a rental. They do have him next year. For $16 million, and it's an option. It's a vesting option. It's not so, like a guaranteed so Kimbrell, thing. Kimbrell can take the option? I think it's based off, uh, let me look. I think it's based off of performance this year, and considering how Kimbrell's pitched, it's probably going to go into action. Regardless, you $16 million isn't nothing. No, I'd agree with that. But I would say in terms of Brad Hand and Kimbrell, I think like when you're getting a short sample size, which is important when you're getting him for that, the stretch into the postseason, Kimbrell's a pretty wide margin. Brad Hand's had some shaky. I don't know, recently maybe he's gotten better, but I know this is one of his more shakier years. Kimbrell, if you get Kimbrell, what he's been around, like Sean mentioned, having those two lockdown guys where you can just trust them in any situation in tight ball games. that's so huge for the postseason. I agree, though. Nick Madrigal is a huge loss. I mean, he's one of the more unique guys in the game. He just does not strike out. A guy, what is he, 24? And he's the lowest strikeout rate. Like, that's just such a huge predictor for success. Um, it's definitely a bold move, but I think it could work out. But I agree right now, it's it's a bold move. Like, that's they went and got their guy, but they did not get um, a good price tag. I also just think it sends the message to their team. Like we believe in the squad that we have this year. We think we can go all in this year. Yeah. We have a good future as well, but you know, our window is starting now. Let's go for it. Yeah. And maybe Kimbrell, maybe they didn't really need him and maybe they did give up a lot. I mean, Madrigal will definitely be a quality second baseman for the Cubs for the next few years. But I think just sending the message to your team that you're all in that that's really what this deadline. Yeah. And then another team that, short of the bullpen was the Astros, which is another AL force. They went, they got Yimi Garcia, which I really like. And they got, um, who am I blanking on? Kendall Graveman. And I think they might've gotten a third. I don't know. They, they got, got uh, Matan and Montero. They got Matan from the- uh, They Indian got Montero in, this, in the trade with Graveman as well. Yeah, he was in that trade. He's been awful this year though. Yes, but still, I mean, you gotta like, those showing up the bullpen moves, I think are huge for uh, postseason. And the Astros right now, I'd have to see uh, say are the AL favorites. So I, I agree. Because I think that's huge for them, and I like that as much as I hate the Astros. But I just I, I'm sorry, I, I don't want to go back. Keep going back to the White Sox. I just I, I really like the White Sox, as our first episode can tell, as I was calling them the best team on paper. But I don't know. I don't like selling out the future this much when. Their young core is so good. And I think that they're in a position where, not to be too comparative, but I think that they can do something like the Dodgers, where they can have this great young core and then make the trades for the big the big splashes to get those pieces. I don't know. I, I, I don't like short-sighted moves. That's what this is. It's a risk. We'll see if it pays off. I, mean, I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, and at the end of the day, the only – real way this trade can be justified is if they win a title. This is a lot like that Chapman trade to the Cubs five yeah. years back, you know, giving up a young second baseman for the future. Yeah, but they gave up Glaber Torres. Who the fuck cares about that? He had two all-star years. Don't, I'm not, I'm not hearing it. 30, yeah, he had half his home runs in Baltimore. <laughs> nice hat, by the way, CC. 
Can I interrupt the broadcast for a second? The Mets are not planning on signing Kumar Rocker, and I want to punch a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, that, that deadline's in three hours, I think. Um, the Red Sox aren't signing their second-round pick, which I'm very upset about as well. I think Kumar so, Rocker is the only guy that's not getting signed in the first round. It just came out. Jeff Passon just um, dropped. Khalil Watson to Washington. I know he is 50-50. Let me search that up right now. I think he was – it didn't look like he was going to sign earlier. Someone else want to talk? Yeah, sure. I mean, I have a few other moves that I liked. Uh, I like the fact that Oakland added three pretty quality bats. I was going to say, I love that move. Because they have a pretty good, like, pitching staff, like, top to bottom starting bolt, and, like, they can possibly make a run. And they got three very good offensive pieces this season. And uh, it's Harrison, Jan Gomes, and Marte. Marte, yeah. And, I mean, that's going to bolster their lineup big time. For the oh, next huge. Months. Like, Jan Gomes is such a nice platoon with Sean Murphy because he's more offensive-minded, whereas Sean Murphy's more defensive. And Josh Harrison could play anywhere for you. He's having a really solid, underrated uh, year. They're both veterans with playoff experience. I really like that move a lot. The uh, What was the other one? Marte? Marte was, for Lizardo. Yeah, it was similar to the Kimbrell deal where you're giving up a guy that's major league ready. but Or I shouldn't say major league ready because he's struggled in the, in the majors this year. But he is literally like he could next year turn around to be a, a top end of the rotation guy. So that's a, it's a risk. But I think Trevor Plouffe tweeted out something like, if the A's are willing to move on from Luzardo, maybe don't think like he's just an elite talent because the A's are good at evaluating pitching. But I, don't, I like that from the Marlins' perspective, a rental. You get a guy, you take a flyer in Luzardo. I think that works for both teams, in my opinion. I, I agree 100% with what you just said, CeCe. The, if Oakland's moving on from Lazardo, I don't think that he should be looked at as his premier talent. I think right. that they would 100% keep him. It's like a pitcher getting traded out of Tampa Bay. They must suck. Mm-hmm. They, would, they wouldn't have traded him. Also, Lazardo has been nothing but awful in the big leagues, and there's never been this big of a talent gap between the minors and the majors, which makes projecting prospects quite hard. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely think Lazardo's just a bust. And they got Starling Monday out of it. So I love that move. And then my one of my favorite trades was the Josh Harrison trade. I think that went so that went so under the radar. Oh my gosh. That was such they, a they filled two needs for basically nothing. I mean, what a move. Yeah, they their gave 30th, three, their 30th, 30th best prospect. That's yeah. They, and then two unranked. Yeah. Three high A guys that are like not close to the majors. It was a great move by them. They also got uh Chafin from the Cubs. Oh yeah. Yeah, I forgot. The Cubs sold literally everyone. But yeah, that's another good move. Oakland actually spent more on Chafin than they did on either Marte or Gomes and Harrison. They gave the ninth best prospect and then an 18-year-old Dominican kid. So, like, who knows what? No, they they, they went with the lower-level guys, which I don't mind. Yeah. I mean, I think the A's, they kind of came sputtering into the deadline. But you definitely could not take a step back. You had to put your gas, your was it, your foot on the gas pedal. Foot on the gas, uh, yeah. Foot on your foot on the gas, yeah. Because I mean, the AL's kind of scrambled right now. They still like you know the Astros and White Sox are near the top. The Red Sox, as you say, are maybe struggling a little bit, but they're still definitely near the top. And then you kind of have that a bit of a gap. And where do you find yourself? The Mariners kind of took a step back. They said maybe we don't fit there. The Yankees took a step forward. The Toronto took a step forward. And um, oh, the Rays are at the top too. I forgot to mention them. And the A's also want to be in that and mentioned in that category. And I think, yeah, I mean, that's, they could go on a postseason run. I like them. 
Uh, I like them for the World Series starting season. I don't know about that now, but I think they're primed for a run. They haven't had one in, what, 20 years, so. Honestly, AL East, I, I said this last week, and I think this trade deadline just helped my argument even more. I think Toronto is the most talented team in the division. I think they're frightening. What does talented mean? Like they just have best. (laughs) Well, I'm the best just because their bullpen sucks. It doesn't anymore. They got uh, Brad Hand, who is Hand, Simber, Trevor Richards, and there's a fourth piece. Soria, Joaquin Soria. Soria. I liked the Soria move a lot. So now Dolice, who was their closer, is now their fifth option. Like that's a lot better. As a fifth option, he's fine. You also have uh, Julian Merriweather, who's a young pitcher for them. He's going to come back, and he's pretty good, too. He'll come back for the, the stretch run. Um, and then you have four good starters and, in my opinion, a sick, one of the sickest lineups. If not the best, Dodgers are probably better. Second or third best. So I, I, they're my pick, even though they're in – I think they're fourth of the four teams that are contending. So, But regardless, I still think they're terrifying, really good. Yeah, and Steve, you haven't talked much. Best move, other than Scherzer Turner. Best move. All right. Hoy Park. I was. I was actually. What's funny is I was thinking of uh, not so much best move, but everyone's killing the Cubs, right? Because they gave up all their pieces. I didn't hate it because they weren't winning with the current core they had anymore. So, and they got a ton of prospects back. Like for everyone they got rid of, they were just getting more and more prospects back. So I think it was Sean who said to in the chat the other day, like they're going to be able to do a pretty quick rebuild. Like and obviously like the next two years, you probably aren't going to see much from them. I wouldn't be surprised by like year three or four after this, you see like a new revamped Cubs team. And again, well, I, I also, uh, sorry. Uh, and I think pretty much all the places that they sent people, uh, there was no, like they didn't make like all those trades kind of made sense in my opinion. And, like, I think the weirdest one was the Rizzo to the Yankees, mostly because nobody really heard anything about it. But, uh, like Sean said earlier in the episode, another big lefty bat takes advantage of that short porch. Uh, he's already got two home runs. Um, but also, I think a bigger thing is Voight's hurt all the time. He's kind of turned to the new judge for us where he can't stay healthy. If Rizzo can stay healthy, we just got a gold glove for a spaceman over there. Right? Bryant to the Giants. Great. Uh, that was a great move by the Giants, right? And I was saying before that happened, that happened really late towards the deadline. But I was like, man, like Giants are not making any moves. Like, do they really think, like, yeah, they've been doing well, but do they really think they're going to be able just to go on with the team they have? And they pick up Bryant. Great move. And they, if I remember correctly, they didn't give up much for him either. Like, because I think Cubs are paying their, uh, Cubs will be, not, they're not paying his salary. So they took, worst prospects or something like that and they did the opposite when the yankees uh gave up got for rizzo so here's the danger of reading the mlb.com list um for prospects alexander canario is the return for the cubs for the chris bryant trade which if you're looking at the mlb thing list he's 13th the giants development some someone runs a list that scouts the giants he's their fourth best on that list because his OPS is 1,600 this year in the minors. He's absolutely – How many at-bats has he had? Tearing – he's played 60 games. So really? he's absolutely tearing the ball off the cover. So that's that's the danger of looking at those lists. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs think that he is like the best in the giant system. That's why everyone has different lists. And then another point is I agree, Steve. I like all four moves. I think they got a good return in all four, especially the Kimbrel deal, but why didn't you keep one? You would have been able to resign one of them. If you keep Chris Bryant, you would have been able to resign Chris Bryant. If you kept Baez, you would have, been, you know, you got what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, uh, and I agree, but I then again, I don't know. I can't speak to the mind of a player, but like it was obviously a pretty uh, close core, right? Like everyone knew, like that was a good core with all those other guys gone. Does it make it harder to resign that last guy? Right. And I don't know. It maybe doesn't make a difference. I don't, but if it was me, right. I just watched all the guys I've been playing with for years. I won a world series with these guys all go off to different teams. Right. And now the Cubs sit there and go, yeah, so now we're ready to resign you. I don't know if I'm going to resign at least like, I'll like, I'll listen to the offer, but I might be asking for more. I don't know. I agree with that. I mean, I feel like it's like similar to the JT Ramuto situation where the Marlins wanted to hold on to him after the fire sale. And the guy was like, yeah, I'm not staying here. So you guys should trade me. And then they did. But also which one would you keep Raj? Cause I feel like all four of those guys were aging vets that like, I'd rather get the young talent for cheap rather than resign them. Like I, none of them were like super sexy guys that I was like, Oh, I need that guy on my team. So you would know all about male sexiness. First, I'll answer, I'll answer you first answer, answer your question. Chris Bryant, I would have wanted to resign him. Okay. Sec, second, I think I agree, Steve, that it's tough to do at this point. I think this is more a failure of this pass off season. And maybe even a year before that of not ex- getting a, an extension with any of them. That's fair. I would have signed Chris Bryant to an extension this off season, which by the way, you would have got him pretty cheap because he's having a great year this year, but which has raised his value. If they signed him an extension last summer, I think it could have been very affordable. Yeah. He was so hard last year. So, so that's, that's, that's more of my point. I, I agree. Once the deadline came and you've already shipped three out, might as well ship Bryant out as well. Mm-hmm. I think Bryant was, uh, I don't think he wanted an extension when the year okay. you're talking about because he knew that his value was lower. I think he wanted to play out this year. Um, but also, to your point, Steve, about the Cubs' turnaround, I think the failures that they've suffered since their World Series comes a lot to talent uh, development. Like, they've struggled to develop guys, the young guys. Like, Ian Happ really hasn't turned into anything. A lot of those guys turned into – I'm struggling to think of names for the Cubs, but I, I do feel like well, that's – I think they fall into the same trap the Yankees have kind of fallen into of being like, you know what? They went, cool, this is our group. And they didn't do anything to help them. They didn't get any other pieces, right? They went, nope, we got a great group. And, I, like, you know, the Yankees are kind of learning right now. Like, shit, we can add – Their group won a World Series, though. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, after that World Series, right? Like – no, I agree. You're right. You're they right. Could have I, it's a continuing to build up on it, right? If pieces weren't working, move it, right? But instead, they went, no, this is our group. This is what we're sticking with. Right. And it didn't work out but for them. That core also, also failed to develop. Like, they didn't, they I think didn't it, win elite seasons. It also has to do with the fact that, yeah, they won that World Series. They had to sell out. <laughs> like, I have my problems with Labor Torres, but you did trade him. He was a future piece because you wanted to get that World Series. I'm not very connected on the 2015 that's the year they won, right? Cubs. 16. 2016 Cubs. I'm sure they made other trades where they traded away pieces to get that win now team. Did and they Zobrist. get Lester? And Zobrist. Zobrist. Yeah. 
there was a lot of moves that they probably had to ship out good talent to win that. And now they're, you know, paying the price for that. But listen, in fairness, I think rebuild. if you ask any Cubs fan, would you do the same thing? I think oh, they no. both say, yeah. Like, no, it, it, it's 100% worth it. The Red Sox did the same thing. 2018, yeah. they sold out and they traded away Moncada, Kopech, a lot of prospects that haven't come to fruition yet, but I think are going to be really good. But they got a World Series out of it, so you can't complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Other- I just, I mean, okay, I'm just going to finish thoughts. Is my hot take is going to relate to the Cubs thing. So I'm just going to talk enough. about that. Yeah, I'll talk about it later. Um, best moves. I have two more that I'm just thinking of. They don't really come to mind because they happened early. It's first off, Nelson Cruz, the, the Rays. Oh, yes. The perfect what they needed. They needed a three, four hitter right in the middle to hit thongs. So Brushes lefties, I mean, too. That's something just, they need in the lineup. Exactly what they needed. And they didn't they didn't overpay. So and the Rays traded two pitching prospects. The Rays are trading them. They probably know something. They're probably not too good. Uh second move, uh Padres getting Adam Frazier, I think, went totally. Everyone's like, oh, the Padres didn't do anything. Oh, well, they got the National League hits leader. That is mm-hmm. not nothing. And they also didn't give away that much. Eighth best prospect, 46th, and an unranked unranked man. I mean, they have Frazier's not year. a rental. Right. So I agree. I like the Frazier trade. I think the one reason it went undervalued, I guess I would say, is because I think people expected the Padres to do a lot more, right? Because we've been talking about it throughout this podcast, right? That NL West is Giants, Dodgers, Padres battling it out. So I think a lot of people expected them to do more uh, to, you know, strengthen their position, maybe grab that top spot if possible. But I think that's why. But I do agree. I thought the Adam Frazier trade definitely went uh, underrated. Uh, it's a great pickup by them. You're right. He is the National League hits leader right now. Like, he's killing it at the plate. Great fielder. Like, just a great piece to pick up. So, yeah. I mean, he's not exactly like a flashy deadline acquisition like a Turner or Scherzer. I mean, he's a very consistent player, hits well. I mean, that's not a move that's like going to get people into the stands, but it's a good move for the future, too. Yeah. You're not loaded infield. Yeah, this deadline was crazy. I think that there are deadlines in the past where Adam Frazier's the best player on the move. Yeah, I agree. It's with just that. that this year was crazy. And I'm, I just want to bring this up now. It's a weird time, but do you guys like this type of deadline, or would you prefer allowing trades past this? I think this is way better. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know how much the waiver deadline impacted this deadline. I think it's just that the class of free agents on shitty teams that made fair. them so many sellers. Because yeah. I honestly, I think the Cubs are selling, without the waiver deadline, I think the Cubs are selling anyway. I mean, we can, I guess we should say this for worst moves of who didn't get traded, because there are a few names that it's unbelievable to me that they didn't get traded. One in one shortstop from Colorado in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I, I love the, I love the deadline because it's, I love prospects. I love baseball. So I really, love what, all of this I, on the move. That Friday? That Friday, literally all I did was I woke up, I parked myself in front of my TV, turned on MLB Network, and just watched it all unfold. I did. So I had to go. Oh, you can go first. I'm just giving my story of what I was doing on the deadline. My girlfriend wanted to go out to lunch, and I had that planned for like a few days, and I didn't realize it was right during the deadline. So when it came time, like, let's go to lunch. And she's like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot I'm going to do this. I was like, let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And we went, (laughs) and I just watched the TV the whole time. It was like, that was a perfect move. I was going to say, though, for the – for the, like the waivers in August, I think you're right. Like the amount of free agents that the Cubs had alone bolstered that so much. 
but also I think in terms of the price tags, I think teams got a little more desperate knowing that they couldn't uh, make a later move when they were more sure of their team and of evaluating the talent. Like we haven't talked about the Barrios trade yet. I think that one in particular is Toronto. We were talking about, we were talking about best moves. Fair. Yes. <laughs> I think Toronto got very jumpy, not sure where they wanted to go. And damn, that was a high price tag. It's, you know what? CC lead us off. Worst moves. I mean, you're doing that one, right? So. Oh yeah, I was going to do it. Barrios trade. I'm doing this one to any Red Sox fans that could be listening. Shut the fuck up. That they're all complaining that we didn't get Scherzer and Barrios. The Mets fans like, too. Shut up. Look what at what they gave what? Barrios. First off, the two best Blue Jays prospects were given up. They are better than the Red Sox two best prospects. So we couldn't have done it anyway. It's not even. It wasn't even possible. If you were going to do it, it was going to be Tristan Casas, who had a home run in the Olympics yesterday, Marcelo Meyer, who just drafted fourth overall, and Jaron Duran, who is your closest to the league and can possibly impact this team. You're not doing that for Jose Brios. Shut up. It's It was such a massive overpay for a guy that I'm, I'm low on Brios. I don't think he's that good. I think he's good, but he's just, I mean, what? That he's was, consistently like a two starter. He's that fine. Was similar to the the prospect pulls that the Nats got for a yeah. franchise shortstop and an elite starter. It's just outrageous. Like Austin Martin alone for Jose Barrios, I would have been questionable on. Then to give up a 20-year-old pitcher that could turn into a formidable starter, that's just that's outrageous. I, I really don't get that price tag. And I remember going to the deadline where the twins were like, you have this price tag where it's going to mean one major leaguer, two top 100 guys. And I was like, all right, well, he's staying because he, he has another year. I was like, okay, he's staying. And then someone actually gave him that. Because I know for the Mets, they were asking for Dom Smith, our top prospect, and I think another guy. I was like, okay, yeah, he's not moving. Toronto actually pulled the trigger. I was blown away by that. I just, yeah, I think that's a really bad move. Um, going off the Fangraphs national prospect rankings, the Blue Jays gave up more for Burials than the Dodgers yeah. gave up for Turner. Yeah. Sure. I mean, people were saying like, oh, well, Austin Martin's blocked by talent. Well, trade that talent. Like, what do you, that's not a good excuse to trade away a guy for less value just because he doesn't have an immediate spot in the team. Uh, I don't get Austin that. Martin, Austin Martin plays shortstop and all three outfield positions. Exactly. He blocked? I, I don't know. That's just the, the answer I kept hearing from Blue Jays fans. Hmm. But um, Also, my, yeah. I'll move on to my worst move because we could talk about that for so long. Um, just the Cardinals in general. What? Oh, what, yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing? They are two they games. a lot of prospects for not a lot that they gave up. <laughs> they are two games ahead of the Cubs, team that just made one of the biggest fire sales I've ever seen. They're two games ahead. The, the Brewers are far and away the best team in that division. The Reds are better than the Cardinals. I, I mean – what is their plan there? And they gave up John Gant, who was like one of their only okay pitchers. He walks a shit ton, but he's been a lot better in past years. And they got Jay Happ, who has a negative 1.8 war, which is like in the negative twos if you take out his first five starts. What did they see in that guy? Like you immediately downgraded your team. And he's also 30, like seven. What, like, I need to know the logic there because that made no like no part of the deal made sense they, gave they also made the move for uh john lester too like they're trying to add pieces to their rotation but like these aren't even guys that are like no remotely close to being and the team's yeah. bad right now and you added old guys 
My, my theory is they're not looking for people that are good. They just need innings. I yeah. think they're trying to protect their, their, their starters. And Lester and Hap suck, but they're going to get the ball every fifth game, give you four innings. Five right. Innings. They're going to let up like five runs. Yeah. But, they'll give you, but they'll give you innings. But like, why give up John Gant? Like, I understand if you got these guys for nothing, but you gave away a guy in your rotation. Like, that's mind-boggling. I, I mean, I know Flaherty's coming back soon, but I don't – I can't imagine they just think that one guy coming back is going to make them all of a sudden uh, – And, I mean, teams that do that where they just, like, stay in the middle and we're, we'll just figure it out, it annoys me. It's like, just sell off pieces or go for it all. Like, what is the point of being like, We'll just stay in the middle and get two okay, not even okay, bad starters that'll eat innings for us. I don't get it. Like, sell off some pieces if you're not going to win it. Who would they uh, sell them? That's a good point. Um, you don't really have much. I mean, I, does Yachty have a no trade clause? Probably he does. wouldn't give up Yachty. Why not? You could get something for him. But like Ar- Arenado, they traded for him because they were trying to build a championship team. So I think I guess that right. I'm not admit, saying you have you to admit you're wrong. Right. You don't want to tear down. I think they still have future plans. Obviously, going for Arenado, but um, just for like I don't know if you could get something. I just don't understand giving John Gann in particular just boggles my mind. But I think, I think Arenado's a- looking right now like man, like he I went to the Cardinals like yeah, I left Colorado finally going to be on the championship. Yeah. Now he's looking around like God fucking damn like. But there's a few other teams, but you guys can go first. There's a few other teams that also did similar things to the Cardinals that I don't get it. I mean, we haven't really talked about the uh, the Rockies, but I just think they made a huge mistake not giving up any of their pieces of value at the deadline. Uh, they held on to Story, Crone, and John Gray, all of whom are going to be free agents at the end of this season. You're 15 games under 500. What are you doing? Like, what's the John, point? John Gray has extension talks. I know that. John Gray, I know their their plan, as what I saw, was that they're just going to extend the qualifying offer. He's going to reject it, and you get a first-round pick. So I think that they – They let him go? Yeah, because you're going to get a first-round pick. I think their opinion is the first-round pick is more valuable than what they were going to – they were getting offered at this deadline. Right. No, that is true. That's the same so thing. So I don't, I don't hate that, but a first-round pick is not better than what you would have got for Story. So – Right. I, that's what they were saying is they weren't getting deals that were up to the compensation pick for story, which to me is, okay, you guys waited way too long to get rid of him. If that's well, he's having a bad year. Right. If you're not getting offers worth a first round pick, like you guys fucked up so bad. <laughs> Still holding it. Like that is, and he, and did you see the tweet where he's like, yeah. I'm so confused why I'm here. Like, great. That's great for like, clubhouse chemistry like the guy doesn't want to be there just move him but i mean and it's not like they have a deep farm system or anything they didn't get oh. much for arenado like what is the direction this team is trying to go in Wait, you want you guys want to hear something great that i heard this is apparently from a source uh within colorado apparently they didn't trade story because they weren't getting any offers good enough and they didn't want to be ridiculed by their fan base the way they were after the arenado trade oh. Which is like, why would you say yeah, something like? Yeah, like you're gonna just admit that, like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I agree. Like, listen, that was a missed opportunity. Like, I don't see how you have story. He's made it clear he's not gonna resign with you, and you think, oh yeah, the one first round pick I'm gonna get is gonna be better than anything I could get for story. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I, 
I don't know. They definitely, that was definitely one of the biggest disappointments. And I don't think anybody really saw a story staying with Colorado by the end of the deadline. And yeah, that was ridiculous. Like it seemed like a guarantee was going to get moved at some point. Like we've been talking about this all season. It feels like right. was on the team. That was an obvious move that just never happened now. I did see really? that people were complimenting just one more thing is the, the Rockies are good at drafting the first round. So fair enough, I guess, but damn, that is just brutal. I, I guess first round picks are valuable, but I'd rather have Trevor Story. Um, moving from one dungeon seller in the NLS to another, the Diamondbacks just gave up their best player for Milwaukee's 49th best prospect. Don't know what the fuck you're doing there. It's your best player, 49th best prospect. Sure. Love to see it, Arizona. Cool. You love to see it. And, I mean, I was going to wait for, I think that was one of the bargain, my bargain picks. For Milwaukee, I think that's a great pickup. But Arizona and Colorado, what the fuck are you guys doing? Arizona, I like more than Colorado. Not Giving in terms up the 49th? No, 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 not the straight deadline. In terms they got something. Hold up, hold up. At least they got something. No, the qualifying offer is more, I'd rather have a first-round pick right. than the 49th best prospect. Yeah, I like the, the D-backs' future better, not the deadline. But who were the potential guys? Because I haven't paid attention to the D-backs. Do they have guys that – uh? They could have given up. Uh, no, the problem is everyone is having a bad year. So not much you can sell. Merrill Kelly. They have yeah. him. Cole Calhoun. Cole Calhoun. Who's? I mean, they gave they, up Soria. They, they, they trade Soria for two players to be named later. Like, oh, okay. They didn't get, really much. get much there either. So they, they don't have much of that. I mean, I feel really bad. They don't have anything really of value that they could have traded except for Esmar. And you got the 49th best. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. They... Especially in a market where people overpay. Right. Yeah, and he was he was a solid addition. I don't and that was the only move they made. Uh Arizona. Well, they made the Soria oh. trade as well. Yeah. Yeah, you can say okay. Um and then they also traded Steven Vogt to Atlanta. Did they? Yeah. Oh they got Mason Bernie. Okay, can we, can we talk about Atlanta? Because that was the team I was mentioning, similar to the Cardinals, where it's just like, they got Richard Rodriguez, okay? Oh, yeah, they have like three years. <laughs> but other than that, what was the point? Three outfielders. All the other moves. And Solaire. I mean, the Jock Pearson deal, which was a few weeks ago, was also terrible. I don't, I don't know. What was any of what the Braves are trying to do right now? I don't get it. Just another one of those teams where it's like you're in no man's land and you – remain in no man's land after the deadline. I don't really understand the thought process there. I think no offense to the Mets. I think that they're the weakest division leader right now. 100%. And I think if you're Atlanta, you want to take advantage of that. You have a shot to win this. How many games back are they? Three and a half, four? Uh, four as of right now, I'm pretty sure. So four games back, you have, you're, I mean, that is within striking distance. You want to take advantage of it. But then again, I mean, do not look at the other divisions and think that right. you're going to get fucked by the Brewers. You're going to get fucked by the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, like first round. Yeah. Whoever at you play. At best, they crawl into the postseason and get annihilated. But that's, yeah. Is that really worth buying at this deadline? I do think, though, a lot of the guys they gave up uh, were prospects that they've kind of struggled to uh, – make a name for themselves in the majors. I know they gave up Wilson to Pittsburgh in the uh, Rodriguez trade, and he's kind of been like 
struggling to find his footing in the majors. So maybe this is just kind of clearing out guys, kind of what the A's did with Lazardo, just like clearing out guys in your farm system that you kind of don't really believe in and you're not really giving up anything of too much value for the future. Atlanta has a rule five crunch this offcoming offseason. Same as the Yankees and Red Sox, by the way, which I'll talk about in a moment, um, where they did need to get rid of some guys, so I don't hate it. Guys like Alex Jackson, who they traded for Adam Duvall, um, guys like, like you said, Wilson, um, there's a lot of the, a lot of their team is eligible next year and they're going to need to get rid of some of these guys. But I mean, my, my biggest, what the fuck trade, <laughs> which I guess we're, we get to what the fuck trades is Eddie Rosario for Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> Cause I don't know what the, cause Pablo Sandoval got released immediately after he went over to Cleveland. So was it just both teams were like, I don't like this guy. You want him? And the other guy's like, I don't like this guy. You want him? I was like, sure. Yeah, Is that how that like, trade went down? I feel like the Braves called the Indians and were like, hey, can we take Eddie Rosario? And the Indians were like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> we'll take that guy. <laughs> and then they got him. Like, I don't get that at all. That one really boggled my mind. But whatever, good for the Braves, I guess. Pablo Sandoval sucks, so. He's so fat. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry. David Ortiz is on the big side, and he's my favorite player. But at some point, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm a professional athlete. <laughs> Sandoval made it work for a few years. I'm so sorry. He's back in the I, like, No, but once he came to Boston, he put on weight, and he was like, the pictures of him in spring training the first time, he got massacred by the media, as he should. You're a professional fucking athlete. And your belt is exploding because you're so fat. Like I, it's unbelievable that. Not gonna lie, I forgot about Sandoval's. I forgot about Sandoval's tenure with Boston. I didn't. I forgot you would have. Yeah, that was bad. That was. Bad. We, never, we never. We never forget. <laughs> that was bad. People yeah. were saying, "Should we bring Sandoval in to come play first base?" And there was half the fan base that was like, "We got nothing to lose," and the other half the fan base was like, "Fuck no, <laughs> we have to fuck do. that." Oh my god! I'll take the, I'll take like Bobby Dalbeck any day over Pablo Sandoval. Not even based off stats, based off the fact that Bobby Dalbeck is in shape. I'd rather have someone that's somewhat athletic than the literal lard. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Anyone else got what the fuck? What the fuck was that moves? Mm, no, I got a couple. Okay. For both Yankees moves, by the way, oh, and it's really? the exact it's the two it's the two that you think they're gonna be. First one being one Sessa. Like, yes, that's that was gonna be. I was thinking about making that one one, but I understand why they did it. That's I my second. That was gonna be my second, but I'll do it first. I don't. I understand getting Justin Wilson's contract out of the way is a good move, but then again, it's two million dollars, and you right. are no, I, you I are the New York that. Yankees. Yeah. I don't, $2 million, really? What is that really doing? worth getting rid of Sessa, who we can have arguments about how valuable he is. He actually did blow the game for Cincinnati yesterday, but he still has, like, around a three ERA. Is it really worth getting rid of him just to unload $2 million? I mean, come on. Well, no. I think the thing is he's not usually a three ERA guy. He's kind of a low-leverage pitcher, and they don't use him in, like, big spots. He's, like, the sixth guy in the Yankees' pen when he was with them. He was never really, a, like, a legit – he didn't have a high ceiling either. So I think trade him while his value is high because 
he's one of those guys, like, if he has a bad month, he's getting DFA'd. The only thing I'll say in argument of that, Sean, is we didn't – we don't even know what we got back yet. We got, what, two players to be named later? Like, if one. I think maybe it might have been one. Yeah, one player to be named later. Like – You guys need bullpen. And you okay, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Sean. Your rationale in my head, how I how I understood that is, oh, we misused him, so it was unexpendable. No, it wasn't that he misused him. Is that he was never a guy that was, like – Considered to be of high value, of high leverage. Would rather have him than Chapman, Britain. Who else are your high leverage guys? Uh, Green Loizaga, and I'd put him. I'll over, take Green, put, Green and Loizaga. Fair enough. Licky over him. Licky's yeah, season. Licky. I mean, I just think I understand selling high on Sessa, but you didn't sell high on Sessa. You you gave up. Yeah. You gave him up just to get rid of Justin Wilson. That was the selling point. Is here we'll give up a decent guy you can take. And you take this shitty guy we don't want, but who cares about the shitty guy you don't want if you're the new? Who's, guy a, good, com- who's a good comparison for Sessa in terms of who got traded? Is Ryan Tapera too good? Yes, yeah, he's not that good. Daniel Hudson. I, I mean, no, I don't think any of the guys that got traded are like. I don't think Sessa is as significant as any of these guys. I again, Sessa was the guy we usually pitched when we were blowing someone out or we were getting blown out. So this season okay, when we were again, getting blown out. Like, I'm sorry, but using the I misused him rationale, I don't get that. He had this, I'm, I'm just, I think, I'm the saying, best ERA. No, we're I'm not, not saying, saying misused. He wasn't significant. I'm not saying we, he was, was not that significant. I was, saying, I was saying what we were using. You need bullpen. That's all you I need bullpen. He pitched the eighth inning against the Red Sox a week ago. And he pitched five innings, five pitches, J.D. Martinez, Bogarts, Devers, one, two, three. He's a good pitcher. I don't care about not a high-leverage guy. Bullpen is bullpen. You need nine guys or eight guys in the bullpen that are all good. Well, the guy that we replaced – I think the guy that we replaced him with on the roster, the guy Holmes from Pittsburgh, who we gave up Steve's friend Hoy Jun Park for, um, he's a guy who he has, like, some of the best ground ball stuff in the league. So I think the Yankees saw that and say, okay, this guy has, like, a higher ceiling than Sessa. Maybe we could bring him in and, uh, again, not put him in, like, significant situations – but I don't know. Like you want okay, to have. Let me, let, let me put it this way. You gave up Justin Wilson, your 40th best prospect and your 30th best prospect to upgrade Louis Sessa to Clay Holmes. Well, also, could you not have just DFA'd Justin Wilson? You could have. So why did they do that? Like, I don't get the needing to get rid of Justin Wilson. You still got pain. You still have to pay But like, that's like, that's what I'm saying. Does it just come down to money at this point? Like the Yankees made a money. Yeah. It wasn't money, but because it was for a player to be, it was two players I mean, for one player to be named later. Off? Like, this is the second time now. Didn't we do this with the Ottavino deal? And you guys were like, well, it's fine. And now it's biting you in the ass. Like, does That's this actually happen? a great example. You did the exact same thing you guys were saying were about a lot of Vino. Oh, he's not a high leverage off? guy. It's the exact same thing. Like, you're making money moves as the rookie. Jesus fucking Christ. I think you guys. I, I said this yeah, is my what the fuck trade. You I should say you guys. <laughs> I was saying this is my what the fuck trade. Like, I didn't understand it either. Hold up. Your, Steve, well, no, your team is yeah. making salary dump moves, and it's the most – I think it's the highest – I understand. I think it's the richest franchise in sports. Yeah. Second. Hey, I looked it up once. Second richest. Second, okay. Second Dallas richest Cowboys. franchise in sports. So, I understand – Maybe you're not high on Louis Sessa, but does the move frustrate you? Yes or no? No, yes, it does frustrate me because I even said at the beginning, one of the things I wish the Yankees did was strengthen their bullpen a little better. And I think getting rid of Sessa didn't necessarily didn't help in that fact. Okay. But I I will wait to see the player to be named later, though I am not hopeful because usually 
that is not good. It, in recent history, they've become better. So you have a hope. It could be something. But a hope. Not, not a lot, but a little. The only thing, yeah, I, I agree. I think the Yankees should have been on the lookout for bullpen. I think Brad Hand, I, I, I mentioned Brad Hand for every team just because I think he was such a steal for 20th best prospect. He's someone I look at. I, I just, I 100% agree with you, Steve. I looked at the bullpen as an area of need. In my opinion, it got worse. Um, not completely the Yankees' fault. I'll give them some credit. They tried to get John King from Texas or from CNN. Uh, great, great working that magic board. No, John King from Texas. I, buddy. I really liked John King, and I really wanted him to come to Boston. I that would have been a huge move for the Yankees getting that lefty arm, but fell through. Hate to see it. Uh, Brad Hans, I just want to say Brad Hand's fifth is four point three. So that is. Okay, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, all right, but to be fair, Brad Hand, I view him. I don't view him as a closer. I view him as like a seventh, eighth inning setup man against lefties kind of guy. Yeah, I think which is why I wanted him. Which I why I wanted him for the Red Sox because they have Adavino who's really good against righties. If you have Hand good against lefties, them together I think is much more value than you're going to see, like where he was used in Washington as just a straight closer. Yeah, but then again. If you're going to give something, I, don't, I have no idea where that sentence is going. I'm just going to stop it. <laughs> I do that period, all the time. Period. Period. Uh, right, so Steve, Steve, you're going to say something, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, my, so, this is more, I guess I'll pose it as a question, but like, my kind of one of my, like, what the fucks, and it was more on a trade that didn't happen. Once we got Rizzo, why did we keep Voight? Like, every, especially, like, everyone knows that Voight. You know, we've seen he's the home. He was last year's home run champion. Obviously, shortened season, but still, he hits dongs, right? His first, the first pitch he saw when he came back from the IL, fucking hit a nuke. To like, we know what he can do. So once you got Rizzo, why wasn't he trade? Even for like, just like, especially we needed the bullpen. I think Voight would have been a great trade piece to get some bullpen arms. So you know, I want to know what your thinking is on it, as outside as non-Yankee fans, as even though I could label you as Yankee haters, but non-Yankee two, fans, what is it? Two, two points. By the way, not a Yankee hater. Luke Voigt is my favorite Yankee. So, <laughs> I, I like Luke Voigt. Um, Luke Voigt is not the Yankees, but okay. <laughs> yes, he's not, but I like Luke Voigt. Two things. One, the moves that the Yankees are doing, I think it, it's pretty clear that I think that they believe their window is this year and next year. They're making all these moves that are sacrificing the future for this year and next year. I think if you have Luke Voigt, I mean, he's going to help. I think he plays against lefties still, doesn't he? Rizzo will sit if he's healthy, when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, also I think would still that... play him against lefties. And I also think he mm-hmm. is, like you said, often injured. We don't know what teams were offering them for him. It could have been like that That's junk. True. Could have been Jansen Junk, who the Yankees traded, which I love that name. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. For one, I yeah, I was same as Raj. I don't really know his place on the team right now. Maybe that would explain it better. Like, is he not kind of displaced by Rizzo? Or that, that, really- that was kind of my thinking too. Is like you have Rizzo now, and the thinking is with getting Rizzo is at least this is what I've been hearing and what I've been reading is that you're gonna let Rizzo leave next year. Yankees are now gonna go after a shortstop in the offseason, move Torres back to second where he's better move LeMahieu, who's actually done pretty well at first, to first base, or shell as your third baseman, get a shortstop in the offseason. Okay, I mean, I don't Sorry, hate that. Which I don't hate, I don't hate I that do. either, but again, 
if that's the plan, and I think that's the only explanation is I guess they weren't getting anything they thought was good enough in return for Voight. I just, I really think like you could have gotten some, with some of the bullpen arms that were out there, I think you definitely could have upgraded your bullpen a little bit. DJ's OPS is like what, high 600s? That's not a first baseman. I'd rather have like, frankly, Rizzo or Voight, someone that's going to mash. Well, why wouldn't it be Voight? They have Voight. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what he's saying. It's like, keep Voight for. Keep Voight. Because oh, I thought I thought Steve said keep Voight. I'm sorry, did you? No, no, no. I was saying, my point was, if your plan wasn't to keep Voight. Oh. Like, okay. then it makes sense. But if it is, I don't get the Rizzo trade. I also think, I also think um, Stanton played the outfield this weekend. If he's going to play more outfield, Voight could DH. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. There's enough spots. It's not unprecedented for the Yankees to have two first basemen. We traded for Encarnacion two years ago, and, like, we had Voight and Encarnacion on the same team. One would DH and Sam would play the outfield every now and then. Was he terrible? <laughs> Encarnacion with All the right. Yankees? No, he was, sick. he was sick with the Jays in Cleveland. Yeah. I don't – was he good with the Yankees? He, he had – he was all guy. He wasn't, he like, a move bombs. I was going to say, though, I like the, the Voight and Rizzo platoon. If you play them against their the righties and lefties, I think that could – like, if, if you combine their stats at the end of this year, it could be pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, okay. it was already shown his power, so. Also, Voight, you're, you're concerned about his injuries. Only play him against lefties. Right. Help his health a lot, too. Which also, I, do you guys, when is Voight coming back? Slash, is he coming back? Uh, he's supposed to start a rehab assignment starting in a couple of days. Oh, okay. So okay, so we, hopefully he's back soon. soon, hopefully you can get what? 20, 25 games at the big league level, let's say he hits really well, the Yankees can now trade him in the offseason for a lot more than what they would have gotten now. That's fair. So, I don't know. We're not we're not in the Yankees' war room. We don't know what was offered for Voight. But I, I, could, see, I could see being annoyed not trading him, mm-hmm. looking at the bullpen. I wasn't so much annoyed, just more confused. And again, the only explanation I got to at the end every time was, I guess they weren't getting anything they thought was yeah, valuable for him. Because I was like, you know that you solved your left base, you solved your uh, lefty problem, right? Now you got two power lefties. We're going to take advantage of the short porch. All you really had to do was start building up depths in your bullpen. And I was like, and I felt like, like Sean said, like the couple guys they did get, while they do have like higher ERAs, maybe the Yankees see something that will help them that they think is going to succeed with the Yankees. I don't know. I thought that – I think you're right. Like, John King would have been a good pickup. So. Should we get into the uh, house cleaning cool. stuff? So what? The, like, the picks from last week. Oh, sure. Let's break that up. Good idea. All right. So, for free agency, I mean, I want to read our picks because we got yeah. a lot wrong. Yeah, yeah. A lot wrong. Um, CC almost had three. Almost. CC had two. Me and Steve had one. Uh <laughs> Gallo to the Yankees, we all had. Yes. So other other than that, CC got by his right, and we got everything else wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking like there's some weird picks. Yeah, I'm, I was doing them off my dome. I'm just I'm just reading them. Yeah, Steve, in what world were Baez, Starling Marte, Barrios, Gallo, Buxton, Trevor Story going to the Yankees? All of them. Good All awesome. of them go to the Yankees. I don't know, man. I was dreaming, right? <laughs> I mean, you got one. Nice job. You got one. 
I knew I mean, playing the odds. I knew one of them was. I knew one of them was going playing the odds. Playing the odds, I guess. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, there's some. There's In fairness, I also didn't get Rizzo. For, story, <laughs> for story, I thought story was going to happen before. Like, I did not see Rizzo going to the Yankees. Yeah. I saw it. It's Yankees hilarious. You picked like six six guys to go to the Yankees and not Rizzo. <laughs> Oh, let's be fair. I'm all for unbiasedness and fair. I picked six Red Sox and oh, no one went to the Red Sox. Oh, I had, all right, I put Buxton in the Red Sox. I didn't think it was going to happen. I just couldn't think of another team. Um, I had Kimbrell. I didn't think that was going to happen. I had Marte. I had Carlos Santana. I had Aguilar and I had uh, Rizzo. Okay. So I have genuinely, genuinely of those six, I only thought that we were going to get, I actually thought we were going to get Kimbrell and Rizzo. Those I are the thought, two that I, I thought the winner would get like four. Who did I have for Marte? Was it Brewers? The Brewers. Damn it. I thought I had the A's. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. CC, congratulations. Thank you. Way to be. Um, and then in terms of our picking series, a uh, little game we got going. Rays, Yankees. Steve? Actually got it right. Nice job. Yeah, there we go. Yankees. Garrett Cole threw you a bone there. Yankees two out of three. Imagine if they swept and you got that wrong. <laughs> I would have. I ne- I actually would have been happy to be wrong, but that was no. I, yeah, you take a win. Great attitude to have. So then they, Dodgers they, like they go for a sweep and then they fucking just not like. Right. We're not listening to this again, right? Okay. <laughs> and then Dodgers. Dodgers Giants, the second series. Yeah, CC Dodgers sweep. That was tough. Um, Steve, you had Dodgers two out of three. I got it right as Giants two out of three. Nice. And then the last series, uh, Astros Giants, the Sunday game has not happened yet, so we can't judge it. I have Athletics two out of three. You both, no, no, Astros two out of three. You both have Giants two out of three. They split the first two. So whatever happens in this one takes it. Okay, and next. updated updated scoreboard. We got Sean at four, CC at four because he got both wrong. Uh, I'm at three. Steve, you're at two. Thanks, Steve. Slowly making so, my way up, boys. So I'll do both contingent both contingency. If the Astros win, it's a three way tie between Sean, CC, and myself at four, and Steve at two. If the Giants win, CC will take first place and get five. Sean goes to four, I'm at three, and Steve ties me at three. Now, I really don't want to be tied to Steve. So, please, Astros, please. Should we do a punishment for last place? Yeah, we should. We should do a punishment for last place. Uh, uh, hold up. You're all saying this now because I'm in last place. Hey, hold up. listen, listen. If the Giants lose, I'm tied for last as well. And there's a long season to go. And by yeah, the way, we're, gonna be doing, we're also going to be doing the pod during the playoffs, and the playoff predictions are going to be like, this so there's a long way to go. Uh, hit us up. Hit us up with uh hit us up on our Instagram, Twitter, anything, ideas for last place punishment. And keep in mind that it's probably going to be Steve. So make it good. Bro, don't go. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Do we have any series for next week? Um, I didn't because we were just gonna do free agents. Do you okay. want me to? You want me to pull some quickly? Yeah, just just a couple. I'm looking through it now. I don't really see anything. I usually just go to the on my phone on the ESPN there's, thing. There's Sox Blue Jays. If you want to do that, no, I don't want to do that. Giants Brewers. Uh, Giants Brewers. That's not bad. Who's pitching now? Uh, it's all TBD because it's at the end of the week. Fuck. Uh, 
um, technical difficulties here. Wait a sec. I mean, Rays Mariners is such like a. Ugh. I mean, really yeah. any good series. We could do one series and just. You want to say fuck it and do like a really bad series? Yeah, I don't hate that. Actually, we always do good series. What the fuck are you talking about, CC? Astros Giants is this week. Oh shit. I missed that. Astros Giants Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, we can't do Giants. So let's do Astros. So Astros Dodgers two game series. Oh. Sorry, I said Giants. I know. Astros Dodgers is a two game series this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, This is very on the fly talking right here. Uh, the pitching matchups are McCullers versus Bueller for Tuesday, and then for Wednesday, Odorizzi versus Max Scherzer making his debut. God. So, picks? Anyone? Dodgers win balls. Wow. Okay. I'm going to agree with CC. I got Bueller oh, and Scherzer over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want to go Dodgers both. Sean, I want to go with Dodgers both too, but I'm just playing the I'm playing the numbers game. I want to win this thing. What? What is that? How is that playing the numbers game if we're all tied up? Isn't it you and me are tied and then <laughs> he just brought up a good point? Wait, isn't I'm we're you and me are tied and then it's Steve and Raj right now. Or... Well, we have to start writing these down on paper then. I'm not going. First. I have I have I have everything on, I have everything written down. I know, but I'm saying write my picks, then we all like show them at the same time or something. If oh, Sean... do you guys want to do that? No, I'm okay with it. No. It is bullshit that you pick last like every week, Sean. (laughs) No, no, no. I'll pick it first. You're picking first for a while now. (laughs) Did you pick Raj? Dodgers. No, I didn't. I I was also waiting. I was using Sean's strategy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are the two games again? It's who are the matchups? McCullers, Bueller, Scherzer. Change it. You can stay with Dodgers too. Scherzer versus Odorizzi. No, I'm going to go split, and I'm trying to figure out which game I want to pick. Air pressure. No, you don't have to pick. I mean, you could do it for fun, but. Yeah, for two-game series, you do. Oh, okay. You got you – know, you pick split every time. You have mathematically twice as twice as best – two times better odds than picking a two-game sweep either way. I'll trust right. you. I'm going Dodgers win the Scherzer game, Astros win the McCullers game. That's what okay. I'll do. That's good. I like that. That's a good pick. And I'm going to do the same as Sean. But I'm going to be honest, I was doing that anyway because I think Scherzer wins his debut. Oh, yeah, that's a good – yeah. In my head, I had the Scherzer game guaranteed. That's, that a, good, good that's a good lie to make it seem like I was doing that anyway. <laughs> All right, and then I have another good series that we should do. I think it's going to be fun. Marlins Rockies. Oh, yeah. I need the pitching matchups on that. You need oh, the pitching matchups on that? It's the shittiest matchup ever. Colorado. In Colorado. Oh, so the Rockies are the greatest team of all time. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's hold on. Marquez versus Undecided. Marquez. Alcantara versus Gomber. Oh. And then not announced for Sunday. Okay. Uh, I will be going last. I'll go first. Rocky sweep. Oh. They're good at home. Yeah. They're they very good at home. And those are good pitchers that they're throwing out. Like for Rocky Sanders, that's their best pitchers. Like, to be announced, I heard he's a stud this year. <laughs> no, I mean like Marquez. Oh, fit. Love it, yeah. Uh, okay, Steven, you're gonna go second. I'll go second. Uh, I got Rockies two out of three. I like that, Steven. What you got? I'm also gonna go Rockies two out of three. I don't see the Marlins getting swept. 
Yeah, I kind of want to say that too. Let me see the Rockies record at home, see if it got any worse. Uh, it did. Oh, wow. The Rockies record's down to 33 and 20. It used to be like 20 and 5 or something. I'll say Rockies went two out of three. Shocked. See how it sucks to go first, Sean? <laughs> I had Rockies sweep loaded up. I don't care. Okay. I'm not influenced by what you guys pick. Well, except the last pick. You, you Okay, I, I'm very tempted to pull up the clip of either two episodes or three episodes ago. You literally said on the pod, I'm waiting to hear your picks. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so I don't want to hear, I don't hear right. it. Well, this week I knew what I was going to say. Okay, okay. okay. Well, we didn't even know what we We just came up with the matchups. All right. <laughs> You guys want to do a third, or are we good on two? I like two. I think we'll two solid. Uh, we have. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of other. I think Giants Brewers. Right, that's not too bad. We could do it if you want. Giants Brewers is all right. Rays Baltimore. Rays Baltimore. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Mets Phillies. I mean, yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. It's okay. We yeah. also got. The fight for LA, Angels Dodgers. I saw that one. I was considering it for the Angels. Even though the Angels, another big rant of mine that the Angels call themselves the LA Angels. Yeah, like, just not well, the LA Angels at all. So much better than you're in called, Anaheim. They used to be called the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is what are you doing? But also, I mean, Angels we didn't talk about trade deadline. Just what they what they do? I don't think they did anything. Yeah, I. I, I know I they saw something why we didn't and talk that's about it. Oh, yeah, they gave Heaney. Oh, yeah, to the Yankees, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, what? Like, you don't have a single guy to sell off? I, that team is always so fucking weird. But, um, I mean, should we get back to the trade deadline or go straight to hot takes? I feel like we have a few more teams to mention. We do have a few more teams to mention. First, I just want to touch back on something that was said earlier in the podcast uh, by CC. The Mets fucked up with Rocker so badly. I, I don't Raj, you, I'm going to go on a rant if you bring this up. I, I'm just going to say one thing that someone just tweeted. The, the Mets didn't take a backup plan late in case they couldn't sign someone, like a high school person that they could have persuaded. They are, you, they are not going to use $878,000 of their pool. It's just going unused. Yeah. They, they can't okay. use the money that they're not using on Rocker, and they went under slot the rest of the draft. They signed everyone already. So it just lost money now. And the guy, he would have been like our fourth best prospect. And we just let him walk for nothing. And we have like the richest owner in baseball who's holding on to money because he wants to get an elbow surgery, which like Jacob deGrom did three years ago. In but, Cohen's defense, it's not about saving money. Because if you if you signed Rocker for what you, he wants to be signed for, you lose your first round pick and second round pick next year. We lose the compensation pick. I think you lose more because he's asking for six million, isn't he? Yeah. So, so you'd you... have to go more than 10 percent over, which is first and second. Okay. Five if you if you go over by five percent, it's just money. Who cares? Five to ten percent is the compensation pick, and then over ten percent, you lose your first and second, which sucks. I just we're never it's protected. Getting... I, I wouldn't worry, it's protected. I know, but you're not gonna get a guy of his value at that point. It just so to explain the protected line, the Mets will now get the 11th pick in next year's draft because they were unable to sign Rocker. 
The Red Sox were unable to sign Judd Fabian. By the way, only two people that went unsigned in the first four rounds. So me and CeCe, nice job. We can share in our misery. Fabian, the Red Sox will get the 41st pick. 41st pick. Okay, moving on. Um, so few different ways we can go with this now. We have bargain picks, sneaky sleepers, winners, losers. I want to do winners and losers last, though. I feel like that's a good ending. Yeah. And then... And we have hot takes as well. Um, you want to do hot takes now? I'm okay with that. Does anyone yeah. have a really ever really good one that they want to go for? Uh, no. Can I just bring up a tweet real quick? I know we just moved on, but um, Steve Cohen agreed to buy a Picasso for 140 million dollars. This guy Steve Wynn put his arm through it, and then Steve Cohen uh, bought it anyway. So can we just pay for Kumar Rocker? I know you just said it's not a money issue, but I don't care. Just just pay Kumar Rocker. Just, just I'm sorry, but what did the Picasso story have anything to do with that? He paid 140 million dollars for Picasso, and he won't. Yeah, it's Picasso, so Picasso's yeah, but... pretty good. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hot takes. My hot take was going to be, uh, well, it's kind of more of an open-ended question, like who's going to recover faster, the Nats or the Cubs? Personally, I like the Nats. I think they're a lot better at developing young talent. They have Soto. Keyboom is still there, though he's been struggling. Um, yeah, I know. I love that name. Love that name. Um, neither, the Nationals, fun fact, were ranked 30th out of 30 in farm system going into this year. But now they got Key Kybert, or however you say it, and Josiah Gray. And you have Strasburg next year. They're probably uh, only like 20th now. Yeah. But the Cubs, I think, uh, are slept on in terms of how bad they have been at developing players. And I think that's going to hurt them unless they make some major changes, which I don't see happening. Too soon. You guys can, can read that. No. <sighs> we'll talk about it. Our later. good friend of the podcast in the stands just texted us. Can't believe the Mets got rocker. Not. I mean, <laughs> I could. I don't. Perfect timing, by the way, because we were just talking about it. That's yeah, insane. I, we've now we've now tried to move on from Kumar Rocker on three separate occasions. And I can't. Dude, three it's separate so, occasions. <laughs> Okay, whatever. I mean, do you guys agree? Are the Nats moving on? Better? I'm going to be honest. I disagree with that just because the Nationals have a lot of money tied up in Strasburg and Corbin. Strasburg has not pitched the first two years, and he's having thoracic outlet surgery right now, which I think that's what Matt Harvey had back in, like, 2015. He hasn't really been the same since. So I'd be very worried if I'm paying your starter, your ace, $35 million. He's getting a surgery like that at, what, like 31, 32 years old? And then Corbin's just been awful, and he's under contract for another four yeah. years. So that's like a huge waste of money. Okay. I know they have a lot of young pieces, but it just, I don't know. It's I did. difficult to see them getting out of that. I had no idea Strasburg was tied to them for that long. That is, he's there until he's 38. Oh, yeah, God. I mean, he signed a huge contract after that World Series. Yeah, $35 million a year or something, something ridiculous. Wow. But to be fair, the Cubs have Jason Hayward for $22 million for a few years. Also, the Nationals have a budget that is $60 million higher than the Cubs. So – Think that Which, as well. By the way, how is that possible? How are they? It's, no, it, it's not like an actual budget. It's just how much the Cubs spend and how much the Nationals right, spend. Right, but like, why is that? The Cubs got the, the Cubs. The Cubs don't want to spend two ten. They spend around one fifty, and the Nationals spend around two ten. I know, but uh, like, does that make sense to you? Just a cheap owner that is the answer. Yeah, the Cubs are the most like one of the more premier organizations. I mean, whatever. I mean, that goes back to the Chris Bryan. Like, they they saved money. And they got, I mean, you like the prospect, but they could have gotten more value for him if you paid for Chris Bryant. But yeah, I, I, I'm pro extension. But looking at they at the Cubs, both of these teams, 
I think a good reason on why they are where they are. They have both terrible contracts. The Nationals have, like you said, Corbin, Strasburg. The Cubs have Hendricks and uh, Hayward for a lot of money too, which I don't like. Also, isn't Zach Davies a free agent and they didn't trade him? I think he is, but they were trying desperately because I saw him in a yeah. lot. Of- I know that the Mets had a choice between Zach Davies and Trevor Williams, and they chose Trevor Williams. Which That's like, interesting. Yeah, they have like the same FIP, I guess, but weird. Trevor Williams is a starter, right? Or is he really good? He's in AAA for us. But oh, yeah, okay. That's he's great. a starter. Yeah, Davies. Yeah, he's a free agent. Not sure why he did that. Why they did that. But okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, okay. Great. Wow. Those teams are in trouble. Yeah. In terms of basement, we talked about last year, uh, teams of the decade, which I think the argument has already been answered that it's going to be the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll say this for a hot take. I'll say it, and if you guys tell me it's a hot take or not, and then I'll take it back if it's not. I think the Dodgers, this is the next dynasty, the next great sports dynasty. What, what, I'd say the Patriots. The Patriots are now – I'm going to cry. Their dynasty's over. They're, they're rebuilding us. They're, they're, their system. I think the Dodgers, this is the next great sports dynasty. Can you define dynasty? I think in the next five years they win three titles. Yeah. I mean, Maybe they already have one. It looks like they're in very good position for their second straight. So that would mean they're not getting worse. They're, they're losing Scherzer to free agency this year. I think they use Bowers money to get him back. They're using Seeger. Okay. Well, so long. Farewell. We're going to replace you so easily. Bellinger they've got for a few years. Bets they have till the end of eternity. I mean, Kershaw, they're paying him more. They're, he's going to take a pay cut eventually because they're paying him 31 million now. He's not going to take that much anymore. This team is just unbelievably built for a five to ten year, just insane run. I mean, also think about the fact that they went to their first World Series four years ago with this team, 2017, lost. Went, they were once again one of the best teams in MLB in 2018, lost. Once again, one of the best teams in 2019, got upset. Then won in 2020. So they're, they're technically on kind of a dynasty. They haven't had yeah. the chips. But, I mean, being the best team in the league or near it for that long is kind of – in terms of baseball, because dynasties are so much harder in baseball because of how much talent you need and the depth. Um, but, like, there really hasn't been a real baseball dynasty like you're talking about since the late 90s Yankees. And if they can get to that level, that's crazy. I think they will. You think that's they will? Um, Yankees had what? Another four? thing that – four and five, I think. Four and five four, years. Four, yeah, four championships in five years. So – Another added point is the Dodgers have Dustin May injured, and it's an afterthought. If Dustin May is injured on – I think Dustin May is the best pitcher on half the teams in the league, and yet he's an afterthought on this team, which is yeah. just unbelievable that that's – they're not a death like this. Bueller, I think Bueller, right, if you have Scherzer and Kershaw, I think Bueller is like your three-starter. Like, yeah, and he's – yeah, like second or third place in Scion. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. Like, and you're right. I don't know if I want to go as far as say the next great sports dynasty, but I think definitely the ba- next baseball dynasty. Absolutely, I would say. Okay, then I'll ask. This is a question: What team right now in all of sports is a better dynasty? The Lightning in hockey. I think the Lightning. They're kind of. It looks like they're kind of falling apart right now, but they have two. They can win another one. I would argue them, maybe. 
Um, you could argue like the Chiefs. I'd take the Dodgers any day over them. Yeah, it's. I, much, I went to the Chiefs. Like Dodgers have a better shot than the Chiefs. It's much yeah, harder I went to the Chiefs. than the NFL. And then basketball, there's no answer. The Nets. They're the Nets didn't even like make it to the finals this year. I could see the Nets winning like the next three. The Nets are not built for that long, though. They're built for like a year and a half. I feel. Yeah, like. they're built. They're built for like this year and next year, and then they're probably done. I think if the, the Dodgers- NBA, NBA, you hit three or four years, and then you're irrelevant for ten. That's the modern NBA nowadays. I think the Dodgers. I think right now I would put Tampa Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning, over only because they've won two. If the Dodgers win it this year, which I think is very likely, I now think you got to start comparing the two. And if the Dodgers win one more and the Lightning don't, then I think absolutely Dodgers move to that point. But I think only because of the fact that the Lightning have won two in a row, and I think I think it's very like like possible they could go on another run next year and win. I think you got to keep them in consideration. But I don't hate I don't hate that idea that the Dodgers. Follow-up question. Okay. Is it better to win two titles or is it better to go to four World Series and win one? It, more impressive. More impressive. More impressive to go to four. So I think the Dodgers are already more impressive than the Lightning. And like you said, the Lightning are – I don't follow – I'm not going to pretend to follow hockey. I, I, based off of what you are saying, on the downhill, the Dodgers are just getting started. Lightning are, I mean, I don't want to talk about hockey too much, but they've been good for around the same time the Dodgers have been. They just haven't gotten the success in the playoffs. The Dodgers are ahead of them in terms of that. Lightning I, don't, I really don't know. if Because, listen, I think it is more impressive to make it to four championships, but if you're not winning the championships, what's the point? Because that, Fair enough, but look at the teams they ran into. Right. In terms of management, if you can get your team to four straight championships, you really don't have a problem there. Like that's all you can do. And if the player perform at that in those seven game windows, that's I mean all you can ask for. One right. nothing Marlins against the Yankees. Yeah, no, I saw that. that probably care about that. Um, so the Mets, are t- the Mets are tied. If you were wondering, CC. Um, um, so are there any teams left to talk about in terms of trade deadlines? Like we didn't really talk about the Mariners, so I thought had a so. I was going to go bargain picks. I was going to talk about the Mariners. Okay. Um, you are we moving on from hot takes? Steven, Sean, do you guys don't have any? I'll give my hot take. Um, so you may have noticed when you were talking about the, uh, the Barrios move, I was very silent on that. And I actually don't think it's a bad move as far as, like, what Toronto is getting for their team in the future. They did give up a lot to get him. I'm not doubting that. Definitely not a great value move. But – we've talked about Toronto as like a contender moving forward. They have a great young offensive core and they have, you know, Springer locked up long-term. They have veterans there. Really their biggest issue is starting pitching moving forward. Like we're, they're relying on Pearson to be their four starter next year. Like we're relying on guys who have had very little experience in the MLB Manoa as well to have like serious roles in that starting rotation and getting a guy like Barrios, who's been consistently a solid two, three starter for the last five years. Uh, definitely important for them, especially since Robbie Ray, he's up for a free agency this year. He may not come back. And if he does resign, he'll have to, he's having a very good year. So they have to pay quite a bit for him. And the two prospects they gave up, uh, Richardson, who's ranked 67th, currently has a five, seven, six in double A right now. He is 20 and he has the upside, but I feel like they did give up guys who statistically aren't playing really well, uh, 
in the minors and Martin has a 383 slugging in double A. So some of these guys are a bit more long-term and I think they kind of want to win now because of this young core. And I, I think I, I, I do. I have heard so things. I've heard Martin does have trouble with the, the long ball, but I think um, to your point, I understand the optimistic side, but there's two things for me. It's one, Barrios has to become close to, if not elite. You can't have him as a solid two, three guy. If you're picking this guy up, this is your ace. And on top of that, you well, need Ryu's to – Ryu's their ace. Okay, fair enough. But I'd but like – He's got to be just as good or, or not right. better. They need him to be at that level. And then two, I'd like to see them extend him in this offseason. I understand they have it for next sure. year. But, but make him part of the long haul. If, that's, if they went and got their guy and they've been eyeing Barrios for a while, fair enough. But now make him part of this team because this is not – like, uh, okay, Blue Jays are going for it this year. We're going for it next year. They have so many young guys. They can turn this into a long window of success. So make it why. So that's why I didn't like the Barrios mood. I think they, they have this system where they, they, they can have this insane Dodgers-like talent stream from the pipeline into the majors. But with the adding Barrios, now Barrios is a free agent at the end of next year. If you give him a big money contract, you've now sunk big money into Springer, Simeon, Rios, Ryu is, I think, up for free agency at the end of next year as well. If you're signing all these guys, where the hell is the money to get Vladdy re-signed, to get Bichette re-signed, to get Biggio re-signed long term, to get Lords, to get Oscar, to get all yeah. these guys re-signed? I don't like adding in Rios. I like what they had before, and I think it's just making tough decisions for them in the future. I'm also low on Rios. I'm also high on Weed. Uh, Ryu... I'm also high on Ryu, Ray, Manoa, Pearson, Stripling, and Nats. They'll figure out the fifth spot. So I'm okay with the rotation. I just think that they should have reallocated those resources. Listen, they make a run this year, and Barrios is a big part of the run, then, all right, fair enough. I just don't know. That's a, that's a hard, it's like very, very odd comparison. It's, it's, it's very similar to me, like the Jordan Love trade the Packers made, where – if Jordan Love is a Hall of Fame quarterback, then nice job, good pick. But if he's anything below that, it's a bad pick. That's what this reminds me of. Barrios needs to be high caliber ace, or I just don't think it works. Well, I think if you look at his numbers, like he's consistently, he's very durable and he's consistently been like a 3-8 guy. Like there's not like one really bad year where he's had like a 5 ERA. He's been across the board very reliable. And I think that's a guy that, you want to get on your team, especially like you don't, you have a lot of uncertainty with your rotation moving forward with Ray, possibly not coming back the two young guys again, not really sure. So this gives a little bit more stability. And one other thing that we haven't really talked about just about this deadline as a whole, like it's kind of hard to evaluate trades because we don't know what these young prospects are going to turn out to be four or five years down the line. And I didn't mention it with the Yankees moves, but Steve, like, When's the last time Cashman has given up prospect in one of these deadline moves that has panned out? Like it really hasn't happened. The only guy that's come close is Caprellian in Oakland and he was traded four years ago and he's had a nice half a season as a rookie. So, you know, if a lot of these guys don't pan out, then this trade looks really good for uh, Toronto. But if, you know, Martin is an all-star, then it looks a lot different. So that's just another angle about the trade deadline that we kind of can't really evaluate at this point in time. And I, I will say, Sean, I'm going to go against you with the Barrios string. I, I do agree. I, don't, I didn't like it. And you guys all know me. 
I'm usually not high on prospects, right? I'm like kind of what Sean said. That's usually where I stand. Like, you know, you don't know how prospects are going to turn out. Like they could be great in the minors and then come up to the majors and suck. But I think you, when you start hitting a point of these are top, top prospects, right? Like this guy was for Toronto. You have to at least consider your future compared to what you're going to get. And I don't think that matched up at all. I, I don't think Barrios is – again, I think you're right. I think he's going to be like a consistent number two, number three starter for them. But was it worth giving up – what was it, their number four overall prospect? Like, no, they gave up one and two, I believe. Or one they gave one and – they're, they're one and two. But um, they gave I, one, I think – Even worse, they gave up their one and two prospect, right? So they gave up what they considered to be like – you know, what most people consider to be like their top two guys coming up through the system, right? Yeah. Like, actually, Raj posed it to me as a question the other day when I was going on one of my, oh, so they're just prospects with Laurent. Like, all right, would you trade Jason Dominguez, the number one prospect for the Yankees, for – I forgot who it was, but, like – It's Dominguez and Clark Schmidt, essentially. Would you trade Dominguez and Clark Schmidt for Rios? No, and I – and no, I would not. And the Blue Jays guys are ranked higher than that. Exactly. Like, and again – I and you, I am right as you guys have made fun of me many times for. I am usually one of the guys like, oh, prospects are like, you know, they're prospects. You don't know how they're going to turn out. Like, I'd rather, you know, get a sure guy than try to bank on the future, like on a possibility. But you have to start considering when is it like a middling prospect that, like, you know, he looks like he could have a good future, but you don't know really. And uh, all right, it looks like this kid's going to be a stud. So well, that's the thing is. All prospects are lottery tickets. Some have better odds than others. That's right. the way I look at it. And awesome. I think the Blue Jays guys had pretty high odds. And lottery it, tickets. But they- and that for me was the big thing was basically the Blue Jays gave up two guys with very high odds of being very good for a guy who I don't think was quite worth it. Well, to counter Sean's point on you don't know the true value of prospects, they still have value attached to them now. So like, now, with the value that Austin Martin and Simeon Woods restrictions have, which say the Blue Jays aren't as high on them as the value dictates, okay, fine, move them. But that was such a low price tag for giving up both those guys. So they, even though you don't know fully where those guys are panning out uh, you know, in the MLB, you still underpaid for getting rid of them because they still value attached to them. So I mean, it's definitely an overpay given the guy's value right now. I just think the the Blue Jays are at a point and they're also in a very competitive division. Maybe that pushed them to make kind of a bit of an overpay, but you have a young core. Now you have a lot of talent right now. Go for it. Like get big assets right now and don't hold on to prospects. To your point, also calling Barrios uh, consistent. He's has consistent uh, season stats, but I remember mid season, he does get on streaks of hot and coldness. They could get a really hot Barrios down the stretch and that could be huge for them. But he's also had uh, control issues. Maybe he's matured more now, or that's gone away. But if they get the hot Barrios, fair enough. That could be huge for them. And, you know, I understand maybe Austin Martin's a little ways away. Maybe the window's a little closer than what we're looking at, the, at them as. And Barrios is this guy that they wanted. So I could see the optimistic side for sure. I think another thing to think about is, like I said earlier, the, there was a trade in place to get Max Scherzer from the AL East. I think that it was the Blue Jays, and I think these two prospects were involved. And I think it fell through, but they were like, you know what, we were trading these prospects anyway. Let's get the next best thing, which is Burrios. 
Uh, I don't know. I think I might take Barrios over Scherzer, to be honest, just for the extra year of control. No, but um, but Scherzer was coming with the understanding of an extension. So I think he was like weird, a weird. I don't, I don't view him as a rental because I think the Dodgers yeah. are going to maintain him. Whoever he was going to go to was going to maintain him. So I don't really view it as a rental, but I don't know. Like I think it's, uh, it could go either way. Could go either way. Yeah, I mean Max Scherzer's FIP is three point five nine. He's very so I don't know. It's close. Like I, I I don't think Barrios is. I think they're very close. He's got good strikeout numbers, Barrios. I like him. I think he's very good. It's just if you want to go off of the price tag of those prospects right now, they overpaid very obviously. But if that's their guy, fair enough. I think the last thing, like kind of just last point to to think of is look at where the Blue Jays are right now. They're in fourth place of the AL East. And listen, the AL East is definitely I would argue. The toughest, the second division. most, or the most competitive and hardest division, right? Maybe the NL West takes that spot, but AL East is definitely up there. But they're in fourth place right now. Like they are fighting. They're gonna have to fight for a wild card spot. So if they don't get that wild card spot, or you know they get to the wild card and lose that game, like this yeah, is they- that's your move as well, though, because Rios is the other year of control. I think this is more anticipating Robbie Ray possibly leaving and you want to have a surefire number two option and not have to rely on one of the young guys to step up big time. Yeah. I, it's a huge addition for their team. I don't, I don't want to underrate Barrios. It's definitely a great piece to add for this year and next year. It's just, I don't want to be a dead horse, but it's just, you gave up great prospects. That's all it is. I mean, really. This is one of those things we'll see in three years, three, four, right. maybe even more. I mean, this is, they could have traded two all-stars probably now. They also could have traded nothing. Exactly. So we have no idea. It's just at this moment, I believe that it was an overpay, and I think they could have used those prospects to get something else. For sure. Pen piece in particular. Is there any other uh, teams that we want to go over? Um, well, we were doing bargain picks. Well, that was our hot takes. We were still on hot takes. Oh, yeah. Hot. John gave a hot take. Yeah, yeah. Steve, you haven't given one yet. Would you like to? No, no. I think we spent enough time on hot takes today. I'll give okay. one. So, bargain picks. I'm just tr- trying to move quickly because we've actually – it's been quite long. Um the Rays made a very Rays-esque move, trading Diego Castillo to get Chargois and then another prospect. And Chargois, I've seen him because Rays are playing the Red Sox right now. He's fucking filthy. He is. He's, so he is disgusting. I, so, and Castillo think, blew a save last night. Yeah. <laughs> already Char- good. Chargois may be better than Castillo straight up. And then they added a prospect. So yeah, very I mean, great. You, you saw the text where I, I said that the FIPS are like within 0.02 of each other. Like, I don't. How do the Rays just find these guys that just like throw 98 with like crazy movement well, and like the rest the of the league kind of doesn't realize it? Like, did the Mariners just go off name value? I don't understand that. You gave up a guy with the same stats to get a guy with the same stats and you threw in a prospect when you evaluated Graveman as a guy that you didn't want for the long haul. I think that was an underrated trade. Okay. Castillo has more control and I don't think Chagua is as uh, established as Castillo is. Sure, but. I don't know. That's my only rationalization for that. When you want to get a value piece in your bullpen, don't give up a value piece in your bullpen. That's kind of my point. That's what the same problem I had with the Cardinals is like, okay, you get John Lester to eat innings, or sorry, Jay Happ to eat innings. Don't give up a guy that's going to eat innings. Like, you're it. It doesn't make sense. You should give up in a place of uh, strength to get a place of weakness. Don't give up the same place that you're. Okay, whatever. Also, Castillo's only Rays, 27. If, I think Chagua's a little older. If the Rays broadcast, 
broadcast. If the Rays front office inquires about a pitcher on your team, you should just be like, no, we're not talking. He, he's sick. Apparently, apparently he's sick. Yeah, you should, you should promote him. You should promote yeah. him. <laughs> Make him our full-time closer because you wanted him. <laughs> like, there's something about him that they like. I mean, Jeffrey Springs was so bad on the Red Sox. And now he has a sub three on the Rays. You know what? Doesn't make sense. They, make, they should team should call up the Rays and be like, "We want this guy." Who do you want in our organization? And then they see what they want. They're like, "All right, let's promote this guy. <laughs> this guy's sick." That's what they should be doing. Yeah, I don't know what how they can do it. They just yeah, they can find talents. So Can't keep well. getting away with it. It's ridiculous. So well, any other bargain picks you guys want to talk about? Like smaller moves that you like? I'll actually give the Yankees credit. I like the Andrew Heaney trade for the Yankees. Oh yeah, I didn't. I think it's a good it's a good back of the rotation option for them going down the stretch. I don't think they had many of those. Um, also, like you never know with injuries, and it didn't cost them really anything. Cost them junk, literally. Jansen junk. Having <laughs> a good season in Double A though, I think he's like. Might as well. Yeah. Don't look, don't look at Double A stats. Double A stats. Don't look at minor league stats. Like, because you said this earlier about the Toronto guy, he's 20 in double A, so he's probably younger than everyone. I think 20 is like the youngest I've seen anyone in double A. Russia is in double A, he's 23. You're high in the Phillies, bro. Did you like any of their moves? They made a lot of depth moves, like Freddie Galvey said that was interesting. I don't a know. Lot, a lot of, I, I don't, I am, I think Kyle Gibson had like seven good starts and is just not that good. Yeah, so, I, the Spencer Howard was fine. surprising. That was their I think, new- that's Dom, Dombrowski's their GM. He fuck, he, oh, fuck yeah. all that. he doesn't give a fuck about prospects. Yeah, He'll trade yeah. all of them for like 10 bucks. Uh, yeah. But Spencer Howard has been terrible in the big leagues this year. Yeah, so, he has. So, I, I mean, maybe they're giving up on him and that's the kind of move. I actually, they got Kyle Gibson in that trade. A sneaky move is also the fact that they got Ian Kennedy as well in that trade. Yes. And I thought Ian Kennedy was one of the best bullpen options available. That was huge. And he's having a lot of innings. Sneaky, sneaky. He's a closer now. He's not an innings eater. Oh, okay. He's a clo- he was closer for the Rangers. He has like a two five ERA. He's having a very good year. He's on my fast team, is why I know this. Uh, and I think he's a great addition for that bullpen, which sucks. Like yes. Ranger Suarez is good, but other than that, my God. So adding adding a big bullpen. Do they add any other other than the Galvis trade and that? The they made a couple more, but I have to see. I forget who it was. Uh, any written down? Yeah, the Kyle Gibson trade's the, the big one. Yeah, no, that was definitely the biggest. Um, preseason, preseason ranked as the Phillies' top prospects. Preseason ranked as the 30th best nationally. But he's having a tough year in the big leagues. That's so. Spencer Howard? Yeah. Wow, okay, I didn't know he was that high. Yeah, that was bold, but... He was, their, he was their top guy. And then they traded an unranked prospect for Freddie Galvis, which I guess... Yeah, I, I like that move, honestly. Which, by the way, that is the only trade that Baltimore made. They didn't really have a lot, I guess. Mancini. Yeah, Mancini, I, I, he was rumored to be gone. but Means Mullins should be trading Mullins straight high. Yeah, Mullins wasn't even talked about. So, I don't know. The Orioles are a nightmare scenario. They're fucking terrible. Got good logos on hats, though. Okay, nice hat. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about? Any other trades? I don't know. We covered a lot there. Is there? I'm gonna be honest. I'm looking at the list of trades that were made. I think we covered every single one. To cover the ones that we didn't, the ones that we didn't cover. That I'll just say them now. The uh, 
Mariners got Tyler Anderson for Carter Bins, 47th best prospect, and Yaquit Yo. Yaq. I can't I can't speak. Can't speak. Joaquin. What? Oh my lord. You get it, you get it. Joaquin Tejada. Okay. Unranked. If he ever becomes a big like a big piece, I'm gonna remember him for me stumbling on his name. I think we kind of touched on it. The athletics got Chafin for Greg Deachman, ninth best prospect. Pretty good. Uh, Paul Houston got Graveman and Montero for Toro and Smith. Abraham Toro has been on a tear since. Yeah, he immediately hit two home runs. And he's actually – he's a nice pickup because he's I probably like going to be their third baseman and Seager's gone after this year. So, it's a good move. Yeah, looking I like that one a lot. Um, we – I'm not even kidding. We haven't talked about Gallo for – Joey Gallo went to the Yankees for Glenn Otto, 23rd prospect, Duran, 15th, Smith, 14th, and Halver, 22nd. Yankee fans, thoughts? We, I don't know how we didn't talk about that. I mean, I just think the fact that they didn't give up any of their, like, top, top guys and, like, the top 10 to get Gallo was obviously a bargain for them. And, again, I alluded to earlier, like, Cashman is usually pretty good with who he sends over in trades. He doesn't usually make, you know, a big mistake, and it's not like any of these guys are – most likely going to turn out to be all-stars. So it was a big piece of a big need that was filled by getting Joey Gallo and they didn't give up that much to get him in my opinion. Well, so I, I great move. I want to start off by talking about the near heart attack that precipitated this whole thing where no explanation judge was scratched from the lineup <laughs> and everybody was like, no fucking way. <laughs> and of course Right, the explanation was, oh, yeah, he was stuck at the doctor's office. He had to get, like, some last-minute, like, you know, paperwork shit done for, like, because he was on COVID, right, and everything, right? But they didn't say that. Instead, they just went, no explanation. So, Yankee fans got to start off the Joey Gallo trade day with, oh, yeah, Aaron Judge may have been traded. Imagine if it was, like, Judge for Gallo straight up. <laughs> well, I, you actually would have seen, like, you would have seen, like, a headline, like, who would the point of taking himself off bridge? Like, that's nice. Um, the only thing I didn't love about the trade for the Yankees, two things, actually. One, I really liked Junking, and I think that them getting him in the trade would have added a lot of value to it. Second, the Yankees have really, really, I think, one of the best, like, depth of their prospect system. Like, the difference between their 10th and 20th, it's not that much. But you kind of given this up now. You kind of really don't have that depth anymore with this trade, the Rizzo trade. So, I mean, I guess you're using your strength to your advantage. It's just you're kind of getting rid of your strength. Yeah. I definitely like what it ended up being because if you remember when the trade was first announced by I think it was uh, Jeff Passan, it was six prospects, one of them being I think was Clark Schmidt, right? It was Clark Schmidt and their 30th for John King adding on. Yeah. That I think would have made that would have been absurd. Not, not so much a I don't I don't hate that because I don't I don't think Clark Schmidt's that good. I mean his like, doesn't have an elbow. Losers in the trade. But I think it definitely would have been a bigger loss. It's a loss. I mean, he's better than the prospects they gave up, no doubt. Yes. So, all right, moving on. Another kind of big trade that we didn't talk – not that big. Uh, the White Sox got Cesar Hernandez from the Indians for left-handed reliever Connor Pilkington, their 45th best prospect. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? Cesar was serving like a down year, and I think they take him for next year too. I don't I think know. It's kind of like Madrigal replacement now that right. I think about that. Yeah, now that Madrigal's gone. It's an underwhelming replacement for Madrigal. They picked him up before they traded Madrigal. So yeah. they somehow saw Madrigal as expendable after picking up, I don't know. They're gonna have well, to he's, not, he's injured. He's not going to play this year. So you need right, him next year anyway. Next year, though. I mean, I don't know. 
Hernandez can play the outfield. We'll figure it out. Sure. Uh, another White Sox trade to pair off for Bailey Horn, 30th best prospect. Not much to be said. It's good to Solid do. back at or solid, solid middle of their bullpen guy. Like See, this is the kind of trade that the Yankees should have made. That's the kind of trade I would to pair off for like Bailey Horn, a 30th best prospect. I think that's something that the Yankees should have That's really definitely something. Yeah, that's a really underrated move. I like that. Um, Another completely under the radar, the Dodgers got Danny Duffy. Oh, shoot. Right, that, was my, that was my sleeper move. I forgot to mention that. For they a got a player to be named later. A player to be named later. That guy's a serviceable starter. Isn't he hurt right now, though? Or sure, Yeah, they got him, but they, they're going to have him in the postseason. Which is they're all paying they his contract, too. I think that's why. Yeah. It's still absurd, though. Yeah. Good move. like the move. Uh, moving on. The Rizzo, we talked about that. Rizzo to the Yankees for – Kevin Alcantara, 12th best prospect, and Alexander Vizcano, 10th best. I think we kind of covered that. Good move. Lefty bat, first base. They're not They're paying shot. anything for him. Good that's, move. I think um, that's the biggest one for the Yankees is both Gallo and Rizzo. They're not paying their contracts. So, I, I'm sorry. That shouldn't be the biggest thing. Like, who cares? About. Why are you happy that your owner is not paying players? I don't understand that. Uh, moving on. Oh, now we have more. There's no, there's unlimited money, Steve. What? Yeah, you do have unlimited. Your, your franchise is worth. There's no salary cap. You've seen the Dodgers. You guys are worried about money. It's not the NHL. You can pay whoever, however much. I'm not worried about money. I guess fucking Steinbrenner is dick. Okay. okay. Moving on. Padres got right-handed pitcher Daniel Hudson for Washington guy in return. Prospect Mason Thompson, 17th best prospect. Shortstop Jordy Barley. Or Jordy Barley, 23rd best prospect. Sorry, Jordy. Um, I guess death reliever for the Padres. Good move. I like it. We should have done this at the beginning. I'm now realizing. Yeah, it's all right. Moves. Um, Red Sox got Kyle Schwarber for right-handed pitcher Aldo Ramirez, ninth best prospect. I like um, that a lot. I think it's that's, that's another MLB.com. Don't look at their list. MLB.com had him at 19, but he has a 2 ERA. And his velocity is up, I think, like three miles an hour in Salem. So Sox prospects, who I listen to, has him as the ninth. So he is better than what MLB.com is giving credit for. Schwarber's going to play first base. They've already announced that. It's all right. I, 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 when I saw that, it happened late Friday night. I was like, great first move. Now let's get a second move. Didn't really make a second move, so too bad. Moving on, Atlanta received Adam Duvall, outfielder from Miami, for catcher Alex Jackson, 25th best prospect. That was bizarre. That was a catcher that people liked in the Braves organization for a guy that I don't I don't get. The Braves moves are weird. We already mentioned that. I don't I don't know what they're trying to do. The Brew Crew, Milwaukee receives left-handed pitcher Daniel Morris. And in return, Detroit gets prospect Reese Olsen. Not much to say on that either. <laughs> um, then we've talked about Kimbrell, Harrison, and Gomes, those moves. I really talked about the Mets get infielder Javier Baez and right-handed pitcher Trevor Williams. Cubs in return receive outfielder Pete Crow Armstrong, the Mets' fifth best prospect. You want to give us a little? Yeah, well, Pete Crow Armstrong would be our sixth best prospect if we liked to sign for some Anyway, we I like how we traded Pico Armstrong. So they don't have him either. There, there you go. We actually don't have any of our first round picks except for one of them for the last six years. I think. Uh, the I like the move chemistry wise. Obviously, huge. He's gonna work with Lindor. 
Uh, I like it. I think the offense is going to take a boost from him. He's going to be frustrating to watch at times for sure because he swings at everything, and he might make a few boneheaded moves. But I like the passion. I, I'm one of those guys that loves it when players get in your face about stuff. Um, but also just kind of underwhelming not doing anything else. Uh, the Trevor Williams edition was kind of bizarre, but whatever, I'll take it. Uh, I think Mets fans were kind of split from what I saw. Some love Javi Baez. Some I know for a fact you're going to just brutally hate him for his antics, but I don't really care. Uh, I think it's just going to be up to what kind of side do we get? Do we get the hot Javi Baez or is he just trash? And that's going to be a big bummer. We'll see. Also, if you resign him. Yeah, but I, I don't know, like money-wise. I think it's going to be an overpay if we do, but it's fine. Okay. I played in MLB The Show. Um, he signed for five-year, $50 million, and I was like, that is that. low. But yeah. then, on the other hand, Cindergard signed for like eight-year, $250 million, I think. So, <laughs> so those, those, I don't know how much you can trust those, right. those evaluations. Moving on. Uh, Chris Bryant to the Giants for Caleb Killian, 30th best outfielder, Alexander Canario, 6th best. We've talked about that a lot. I don't think we need to go any farther. Next, yeah. the big bullpen piece the Red Sox needed. The Red Sox receive right-handed pitcher Hansel Robles. I forgot Over about Right-handed pitcher Alex Scherf, their 49th best prospect. I mean, okay. Right. I just, the twins, first off. Twins. Uh, he had a three ERA as of three weeks ago. Oh, he's he's now in the worst three week period of any pitcher I've ever seen. Like oh. worse than Chapman. Worse than Chapman. His ERA has ballooned to five and a half. That's insane. I don't know how you do that in a few weeks, but I don't know. Maybe Bloom saw something in him. We'll see. He hasn't pitched yet, so I don't know. Nothing left to say on that. Oh, also, Barrios is pitching today. I didn't know that. All right. Yep. Moving on. Atlanta got outfielder Jorge Soler. They got three power-hitting outfielders that all suck at everything else. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know what their plan was. I, if they go to the playoffs, fair enough, but I, I really don't understand what they're trying to do. In return, Kansas City receives right-handed pitcher Casey Kalich, unranked prospect. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's all – yeah. Um, next up, Atlanta receives right-handed pitcher Richard Rodriguez from Pittsburgh. It's probably going to be Atlanta's closer, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Pirates fans are not high in Rodriguez. They said that he hasn't been as good since the sticky stuff, but I feel like hmm. he has. Pirates I remember he was very good at the beginning of the season. He was like a zero ERA guy for a while. So they gave up right-handed pitcher Bryce Wilson, their sixth-best prospect, and right-handed pitcher Ricky DeVito, 33rd. I don't know why. I always think of Danny DeVito I thought here DeVito. It's like the only celebrity where like the last name encompasses everything. Yeah. I guess like De Niro. <laughs> I think that as well. All right. Moving on. Toronto receives right hand pitcher Joaquin Soria. Arizona in return gets two players to be named later. Nothing to say about that. Um, Philadelphia receives infielder Freddie Galvis. Baltimore receives right hand pitcher Taylor Birch. Cool. And then the last trade of the day, Red Sox receive left-handed pitcher Austin Davis. Pittsburgh receives infielder Michael Chavis. That is literally just a, you have a failed prospect, we have a failed prospect. Why don't we switch failed prospects and hope that they turn out for one of our teams? Yeah, I like that. It hasn't gone well for Michael Chavis because he got sent down to AAA. 
in Pittsburgh. Oof. Like, that's tough. And then Austin Davis came in yesterday's game against the Rays and proceeded to totally blow it. So you love to see that. Red Sox could have won that game, but nope. All right, winners and losers. This can be GMs, teams, players, whoever. Um, you want to start with winners or losers? Uh, I think losers, honestly. Losers. Yeah. All right. Losers. Anyone have anything in? Mind? I've already mentioned the Cardinals. I don't. They just. Whatever. I've already. I think that's the biggest loser. So that's why I'm mentioning them. Anyway. I have a. I'm of course. I want to call the Rockets a loser. Is Colorado going to be everyone else's? No. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I have a few. Just because I felt like they came in. Okay. Sorry. Steve, you want to – sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, I'm calling Colorado my loser. You had Trevor Story. You had John Gray. Like, you had these guys you could have moved, at least started building a future for yourself, right? And instead, you got jack shit. Like, and now not only did you get jack shit, now – all these players are pissed. Like Trevor Story has come out and been like, I'm like, you know, he made it pretty clear he's pissed about how it turned out. You know, like, so now not only do you have nothing, no future, you also have the current guys who are very pissed off and you know you're not going to get them back. So great job, Colorado. I have a dark horse loser, which is Baltimore. I just don't like you are in last place by a lot. You've sucked for four years and really think about this season as a whole. You didn't get better at all, at all. You didn't gain any prospects because you fucking suck and you don't have anyone to trade. They're just holding out on Adley to save their team next year. I know, but Adley can be a 15 war player and the the Orioles will be 30 out. You know what they should have traded? Matt Harvey. The guy's been hot. Sure. Matt Harvey. I mean, he's been on like a 16 inning scoreless streak. You're telling me. John Means. Someone take a flyer on Matt Harvey. I, the Mets, I thought, could have taken Matt Harvey. It was so funny. They have a few bullpen pieces, too. Dylan Tate's not bad. Um, Toadsworth, what's his name? Oh, Valdez. I think he's Cesar, Cesar Valdez. I think he's, like, buried in the uh, bullpen. He's not their closer anymore. Really? Poor Cesar. Only throws, like, 80. <laughs> All right. Um, Sean, you got a loser? Um, I don't really have, like, a particular loser. I just, like... Going back to what I said about the White Sox, how they have the makeup to have, make a run and they went all in getting Kimbrell. It's just really the losers, in my opinion, are the teams that are in that same situation that didn't really make a big splashy move like Milwaukee, Tampa, San Diego. Like none of those teams, I think they could have certainly benefited from like a Scherzer type move or just a big move like that. And they didn't really do it. Maybe they're confident in their teams as they stand right now to make a run, but I don't know. I feel like the whole point of the deadline is just to go all out, and those teams didn't really do it, in my opinion. Well, I, would call them, I would call them losers, though. Like Those are just Tampa. teams that I think could have, you know. Tampa made their team better. I mean, they made a bunch of trades and got Nelson Cruz. And then San Diego got Frazier. Yeah, I mean, the, I, again, it's hard to say they're losers, but like I feel like in those situations, you would like to see more, and they didn't really feel well, the need. I think in the context of the Dodgers trade, they all get dwarfed. So. That, too. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about it, everyone is a loser except for the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> really being honest, like there. Um, I mean, they got Chris Bryant, but I throw the Giants in there. Really? They're I mean, tough, I just though, like what could they have really addressed? I mean, third base. I think Longoria has been out. Bullpen. And that's 
and that's why they address that position. But like they also they have a good farm system, which they haven't had in like ever. So I kind of like them holding off and being like, we're gonna trust our guys. I don't know if they even know what their team is gonna do in the future because that is the most bizarre team we've ever seen. And like I don't know, honestly, I would have considered selling a few of the guys. Like imagine if a team called them about Brandon Crawford, and they could have sold him off. I would have done it. Like why not? Who knows what that guy's gonna do next year? But All right, another. Sorry. Um, another loser for me is Corey Seager. I think he's yeah he's gone in free agency. Yeah. Like it's one of those situations where I just I just don't see a team re-signing. He's an all-star caliber player leaving in free agency, and I see like zero chance of him re-signing, which is rare to see. That's how deep yeah. the Dodgers are as an organization. But I mean, winner is he's gonna get a bag. So I did is he with the injuries? Yankees. The Yankees are gonna give him stupid money, dude. Or the Trevor Story, but I would say I'm gonna say it's gonna be Corey Seager. I'd be surprised if the Yankees give Seager a bag. Then again, it's the Yankees. It's gotta be over 100 mil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a bag. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he gets under that. So, um, another loser just from a Red Sox standpoint is Jaron Duran. Really? He's gonna, he, he may be the odd man out with Schwarber in. Because Schwarber is going to play left as well. He's such an exciting player, though, and he's fast. They don't have a spot for Inside the park home run the other day was electric. Yeah. Absolutely electric. They call it a fucking error, though. So I he know. only got credit for a, a triple because no. it wasn't an error at all. Springer, no. like, bobbled it for a second. It was so ridiculous. No, I like him a lot, but, yeah, I think he's going to be – I think he'll be on the team going into the postseason, but I don't think he has a regular, like, starting spot. Oh, yeah, sure. No. Because I think Schwarber – Actually, I take that back. He'll play center. Verdugo and Renfro. Schwarber can play first. But that's the question if Schwarber can play first. If he can't, he's kind of fucked. Okay. All right. Winners? The I'm going to go for a weird winner, even though it goes against my logic of you have to go all in or all out. I like the Reds. They got bullpen. Okay, hear me out. They got Givens from the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Very underrated move. I, I watched him pitch against the Mets. He shut us down. He was sick. Uh, the Louis Sessa trade, I think, is absurd. You got Louis Sessa, which the Reds are in a similar spot to the Yankees where they will take anyone. You take a guy with Louis Sessa, he can eat innings for you. Okay, sure. And then you get Justin Wilson, who, yeah, he's ass. But he's been good, like, two years ago. Why not take a flyer on him? Your deal was basically, we'll take a solid pitcher, for, and we'll also take a shit pitcher. And the shit pitcher might have a spot on their team. So, like, why would you not do that? So, those two moves I like. I think that team is in kind of no man's land, but they're also closer to making the playoffs than being, like, out. So, why not just make a few death moves? Hope your team gets on a run. Because, like, if they get Castellanos back and Votto's as hot as ever, maybe in his career, honestly, that could be a team that could be a dark horse run. I mean, the tough spot is you're probably not going to catch the Brewers. The odds of them catching the Padres are so low. But I don't know. I didn't want them to sell, so I like them going in a little bit. So that's that's my red spiel. I like the Reds. Well, it's got big winners. I mean, in my opinion, the two biggest winners are again Dodgers, White Sox. They made the two biggest moves to really push all their chips in the table for this year. Um, I kind of like what Toronto did just by strengthening their bullpen and building for the future, like the next year with Barrios making a potential run in 2020, uh, 22. Uh, 
I don't really have any other winners outside of that. I obviously like what the Yankees did, but the A's. We already talked about the A's, but I like those ones a lot. Yeah, A's made good moves too. I think their pitching is definitely their strong suit. So getting a bunch of high quality bats for this run definitely a good move for their situation. Are the uh, Cubs and Nats considered winners? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think I respect the Cubs for basically going all in on the fire sale. Like, they were not going to keep any of their guys who had any value, and they know they're not going to win it all this year. You also have to remember they got a bunch of prospects for the Darvish trade earlier in the offseason. Um, they did basically the opposite of Colorado and didn't hold on to any of their assets, which I think is the right move in this situation. For sure, yeah. I would hold on to Turner. Yeah, Turner was – I mean, look, if they like those two prospects, that's obviously the difference. I think Scherzer More might – More than not, Trey Turner. I mean – Scherzer might not get to either of those two prospects, in my opinion. No, I don't think he does. Yeah, so I think throwing in Turner to get both of those guys, I like it. I don't know. Okay. I mean, he could turn into – I mean, there's just so many franchise shortstops now. I think it kind of waters him down. But Turner, in my opinion, is number three. He could be. But he could also be on other lists, like number eight. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot, but he could be one of the guys. I, ceiling. I can't see it. You can't have now have story over Turner. In no, but in, I don't if, think you can have Seager over him. Seager, in terms of future, is what I'm saying. Right now, sure, he's, he's at near yeah. the Yeah. But future, I don't you can see Seager being better. Obviously, the Dodgers don't agree. They chose Turner, so. Yeah, I trust him. Another winner, Bobby Dahlbeck. He's going to be first baseman still. Don't know how. He made it. He made it. Nice job, man. You made it. Uh, yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, oh, well, Puerto Rico. They won. They have Javi and Lindor. That's pretty sick. Oh, <laughs> Puerto Rico. I mean, that's that's awesome. Like just having like because they always show the highlights from the Puerto Rico team with Lindor and Javi. This is definitely way too early to get into this, and this is a debate I want to have. If the MLB is going to expand, where should the expansion teams go? I don't hate Puerto Rico. In terms of travel, though, how far is that? It's not that much farther from Florida. Okay. Hour, hour and a half from Florida. Okay. Uh, another Vancouver team, maybe like another Canada team. Montreal. I don't know how much Canada wants a baseball team. Yeah, also like the Toronto Mon- loves them. Toronto loves. Yeah. The Blue Jays, but that's always the argument in the NHL is like the Canadian dollar kind of holding back from free agents or something which i don't understand economically but just give them more canadian dollars yeah i don't know it's, i don't know <laughs> like uh players don't want to go to canada because canada has higher tax rates so. oh, yes that is true okay i didn't think of that that's a good point though um, um yeah i saw with tatis's contract since he's in california he only gets i think 40 percent of the money that it was like wow like <laughs> I would not have signed in California. I'm like a big money player. Bro, he's still gonna make fucking more money than I'll ever see in a lifetime. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and weep for him that he's got pay tax. I'm not weeping for him. I'm saying that like personally, I would just play for non California teams. Well it's also sick in California. That's why a lot of players that's why a lot of players love that playing was... in uh Florida. Florida and Texas, they have the no income tax. Yeah, Texas. Someone was, um, I think Skip Bayless was saying that's why LeBron went to the Heat. And I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Skip Bayless is just ridiculous. We should, honestly, the fact that Skip Bayless is on TV and we're not, it says something about this country. I don't know what, but it says something. 
That's my hot take. Fuck you, Skip Bayless. What, what does it say? I don't know, but it says something. Right? I don't know. Winners, I'm going to say everyone that got traded from a selling team. Uh, what about the teams that went from like a bad team to another bad team? No, that's not a selling team. I mean, it, they went from a selling team. Like, like Jay Hat. Oh, but I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that that not him. <laughs> I'm saying like the four the four Cubs, the what four or five Nationals players, yeah. um, all the people that are going from last place right into like first and second place. That's a double. That is sick. What about uh, Pablo Sandoval? How's he feeling? That's an L. Does he still get paid? Yeah, but he's a free agent. He doesn't get to play. Actually, I don't know if he wants to play. Yeah, uh, that might be a that might be a dub for him. He's like, he I get paid and I don't have to play. He's like, send off all retirement. Do you know how Kanye is living in Atlanta's uh, stadium? Pablo yeah, Sandoval yeah. is doing the same thing, but he's living in a Popeyes. <laughs> I thought you were serious for a second. I was like, wait, what is he doing? Where is he gonna live? <laughs> he's living in the basement of a Popeyes. In where did he get traded? Cleveland. 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 He's he got cut. Popeyes. There's no way he even showed up at Cleveland. No, he, he showed up in Cleveland, got cut. There's a Popeyes two miles down the road. Set up camp. He's been there for a few days now. Chicken set the world for- record. Set the world record for eating spicy my, chicken sandwiches. I want my official stance as uh, default territory is body positive. Uh, that, is, that is my official stance. You really think anyone's listening Bro, to this? You guys make fun of my, my weight all the time. Oh, all we are not body positive here. <laughs> Future employer. <laughs> Write that down. All right. I am all for body positive. Yes. Hey, I'm all for body positivity. For 99.9% of people that your body is your like. Okay. Can I just say. Salary. In these topics, Sean always just sits there. And I'm going to half force Sean to get involved. Sean, what is your take? On body positivity? Yep. You have to be involved. I say we, we don't want to, we don't want to fat shame professional athletes. I, I do. What I do want to shame You're a professional people. athlete. Are you kidding me? Here, while we're on the topic of Popeyes, let's shame Steve for not getting uh, the spicy chicken and he gets a plane every single oh, time. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Also, the also, chicken McNuggets with no sauce, culinary atrocity. You're a person that's that doesn't like. Sauce. I want to point out. I'll defend. I'll defend Steve totally on the nuggets without question. sauce. No, oh. I don't want you to. I don't even want to listen to this. What did you say, Steve? I just want to point out that Sean totally deflected the question. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I, I'll, I'll defend my choice. I like what I like. Sorry, I, I'm not a big spicy guy. I like a plain chicken sandwich. I like plain nuggets. Mm, I cut it. No, but the sauce is way worse. No, I uh, – so here's my thing is I have a big – because I get made fun of for my culinary choices all the time. If you're making fun of what someone wants to eat, like, why do you care? One, number one. Number two, I can't control what I like. Like, oh, my brain is stupid. I don't like salsa. My brain is stupid for not liking salsa. Like, that's not my fault. I can't force myself to like it. I just don't like it. Fact, Steve likes barbecue sauce, okay? You can't tell me Steve doesn't like barbecue sauce. Steve, do you like barbecue sauce? I like, yeah, listen, I, I eat nuggets with barbecue sauce. Like, there's no way that there's oh, no cool. I want to point out that before you start talking about this, I want to point out to the 20 listeners out there, I was baked out of my mind when I did this. So first. wait, what did you what did you do? Ordered 40 nugs with no sauce. Right? 
Okay, I've had, I've had, I've had like with no sauce. That's a lot. No, we can't stand for that. This podcast. I've had ten. I've had ten twenty nuggets without sauce before. But forty. Oh. And McDonald's nuggets, bro. Those are cardboard. Bro, your throat is like destroyed. All I Sean about body positivity. Yeah, no, we will get back to that. Yeah, okay. Getting back to positivity. Two, two cases. One, Pablo Sandoval, you need to have some semblance of athleticism, be a professional athlete. Two, Kelvin Benjamin showing up to Bill's oh, training camp oh, yeah. as, with the weight of an average offensive lineman, then yeah. getting cut and complaining that they didn't show his highlights or something like that. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's he showed up bear. completely out of shape. I'm for body positivity for normal human beings that aren't professional athletes. If you're a professional athlete, there is a standard. You need to be in shape. Yeah. If you're if you're a freestanding citizen like me, and if you want to balloon up to 500 pounds and you want to look that way, go ahead. I don't care at all. But if if my teams are paying you 19 million dollars, be in shape. Okay, uh, Sean. You're Technically, Pablo Sandoval is no longer a professional athlete. Oh so shit! He's not good... held to the same standard. Yep, yep, yep. What are you gonna do? Wait, he still is. Ago, what are you saying? Not on a team. He's not playing for anyone. Maybe he's, he's just under retired. contract, and he's he's uh, he's protected by the players' union. So yes, he is. Also, oh, Sean, that's what, a what, weird three days ago when he technically still was on a team. Yeah, he also he hasn't lost what he's like. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. It's a loop about his life loop underground in the Popeyes now, living his life. Listen, if there is a fast food place to live under, Popeyes is it, in my opinion. This has got to be a top five debate in our podcast. <laughs> I just, I can't stand. I think, okay, look, I think you, you got to bring up the sushi stand. chefs debate for another episode. Oh, yeah, that's definitely on podcast one day. But, okay, I think you can understand the struggle, but you also can cut him without remorse because it is on him. But also, you can understand the struggle. That, that's why I, I don't think. Yeah, I understand that people have struggles with weight loss. That is like serious issues, like just yeah. genetic kind of thing. Have you seen Pablo Sandoval's family? No. Um, Look it up. I, I I love I love my search history because my FBI agent must just be like, "What the fuck is this kid looking at?" <laughs> no, but Steve, seriously, find a sauce for the love of God. Yeah, did you not like? Uh, I'm trying to think of. Sweet and sour, the ones that I'm just trying to think of the ones that McDonald's. Chick fil A sauce? Polynesian sauce? Chipotle mayo? Oh, how about this? When we all go back upstate together, we'll do it. We'll do an episode solely on you guys giving me different sauces. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. That's actually the the classic. What is it? The buffalo sauce that McDonald's has nowadays isn't bad either. Buffalo. Um, I don't know. Well, 40 nuggets with no sauce, Steve. I mean, come on, man. All right, hold up. I want to say this for Pablo Sandoval. I didn't know his parents were white. Hold up. I think one is. They can't like, both be. It looks like both are. Hold up. Steve, please think with your brain. If post two white people have a baby, it's this not. called adoption. All right. Post- okay, he could be adopted. If he is, then fair enough. If he's not, it's how did Steve. two white You're people have him? looking at his host family when he was in the minor leagues. They helped him out. With a they they like all right. Well, then I'm getting if that's it, then I'm getting nothing from his actual family. Okay, okay. I've seen them in the stands of Red Sox games. They're healthy people. They're in shape. Okay, and he is just he's just a lazy fuck. He's no work ethic. He never he would he would skip practices. He just has no work ethic. No, 
what pissed me off was CC Sebastia, you know, being overweight his entire Yankees career. And then the season after he retired, he just becomes ripped. And it's just like, there's something about the Yankees. Him and to be Max fair, pitchers, pitchers is also different. You can be fat. You can be a fat pitcher. Yeah, Bartolo Colon was sick. According yeah. to CC Sebastia, more meat brings more heat. So, I mean, Lance Lynn threw, threw, threw like 80. Yeah, yeah. He's a big guy. I mean, if CC was comfortable with that weight, I mean, fair enough. I don't. But there's Sean. There's a difference between Lance Lynn's weight and Pablo Sandoval and Kelvin Benjamin. No, I understand. But Lance Lynn's a big boy. He's he's one of the better pitchers right now. I'm just saying in for the CC Sabathia thing. Less so for the Pablo Sandoval. Damn boy. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I think. uh, Should we call? (laughs) Should we call it? Damn boy. (laughs) That's a good point. This is turning into like a fever dream now. What were we talking about? Winners and losers? <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, because I said Pablo Sandoval. And then that just went on to like a 15-minute tangent. Uh, are we gonna Pablo do Sandoval. The, uh, Fuck that guy. Are we going to do the Christian Yellis thing on Tuesday? Yep. Okay. Listen. Oh, Tuesday. Yeah. oh, fuck. Hold on. We, we should announce. Uh, we're going to do short episodes coming up this week. We're going to roll them out. Let us know what you think. We're going to do like, you know, trade. CC, no one's listening at this point. We stopped the video. I'm talking to myself. We didn't do an outro, though. Is that fine? It's still recording, dumbass. Oh. Oh, you mean no one's listening? Oh. Fuck, okay. Should we do an outro, though? It's tough, CC. Hold on. Let's just talk. Let's let's give them the rundown. So you're going to do Christian Yelich on... Okay, yeah, we're going to do trade videos. Like, first one's going to be Christian Yelich. We're going to do old players that we don't, like, that you kind of remember in the back of your head, like Nigel Morgan. Uh, You have any other ones, Sean? Uh, Brett Laurie was one of the guys I had. Uh, yeah. Now. And then we're going to do like fun videos, like maybe drafts, where we have a topic and we draft some stuff. Make Steve eat some nuggets with sauce. Uh, you know, we'll figure out more fun shit that uh, hopefully incorporates, you know, stuff like the last 20 minutes. It was just like, we are all really dumb people outside of baseball. So we should show that more. I have average intelligence, at least. Yeah, yeah. We're functioning. Well, no, we, we're functioning we're, humans. Yeah. Three out of four of us. Hey, I'm functioning. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't even say your name. You even fight it. Yeah. Yeah. We all, all right. know who you're talking about. Hold up. Let's get this straight. All right. I have an idea now for an outro, and I think that you all three are going to agree, and I think it's going to stick. Okay. Have a good night. Have oh. a good night. Hey. We Steve, you, Steve, you do it a lot better than I do, so yeah. I'll let you. I'll let. I'll let you. I'll let you. Should we say, all right, this is the foul territory signing off? Have you don't have to say that. Just, just, have a good night. Have a good night. All right. Call it. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Have a good night.